Yeah, I think I have to be more cognizant of the shirts I wear. What if that's you? a word, if I said that correctly. It's this word now. What's I, I got a lot of liberal looks. <clears throat> Let me. A lot of liberal looks. Mm-hmm. Walking down the street in Manhattan with this shirt on. What's your FDNY shirt? I think they saw the American flag. And granted, when I see American flag. You're in America. <laughs> I, but you know, you get that little like, all right, bro, relax. Yeah, you with, get with, funny with your patriotism. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, you're doing yeah, a lot. Yeah. Like granted, if it's not Willie Nelson right. draped, I'm right. a little nervous. Right. And even with Willie, I'm a little nervous. Right. Like, come on, you're about to say the N-word. Right. So I think me walking down a street in Manhattan with the American flag may scare little folks. Also, like my head is almost bald. Like I look. Oh, okay. I look a little weird. It's a little Remy from higher learning. Yeah, 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 yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah. So I started to realize the looks I was getting and then like the double takes to, because this is like a 9-11 shirt. So uh, when they saw the front and the American flag, they were like, look at this piece of shit, bigot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then the back, they're like, oh, so he's, he's cool. Just, he's just honoring yeah. 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what we all should be doing, right? No, never forget. That's funny. If you getting looks like that, imagine what I would get. If you had the American oh flag on? Oh, my God. Jesus. You would just look like Go a, back to your country. I was born here. <laughs> just look like a Dipset member. <laughs> that is true. No, but I was really wondering why people were looking at me. Because I mean, the American flag now is... You know, you just... You can't wear an American flag. That's crazy. In that America. changed. Because you were... Well, I don't know in Harlem or the Bronx, but... When 9-11 happened, you couldn't walk down my block without an American flag. If you didn't yeah. have an American flag in New York City, yeah. get the fuck out. Yeah, it definitely changed. You're with the terrorists. Yeah, it changed over time. Like, now you see people wearing American flag, you're like, oh, God. Which I'm one of those people, too, though. So if I'm like, somebody wearing an American flag? Hell yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's 100% but that's, that's But when you think about that, that's, like, really weird. It's insane. Like, we, we're Americans. Mm-hmm. We should be wearing our flag if we choose to like why is that a thing where people look at like oh god here comes one of these crazies that's about to do yeah. something outlandish and he's about to do something just to get attention and wants to cause a, a scene it's just because i feel like outside of like maybe hitler and putin no one really uses, outside of those two yeah no one like really uses their country as a way to do hateful things on the top of like it's for my flag right and it's like well let me not say just them two it's a lot of other places but for sure <clears throat> that's definitely become the picture of hey i'm just a patriot even though i want black people out of my country <laughs> it's just because i'm a patriot <laughs> it's like fam <laughs> this ain't really your shit neither yeah i'm just happy that you getting funny looks wearing the american flag that makes me feel like because okay, we're in the liberal in it, it was liberal looks yeah that's yeah. that's all it was yeah it's just I funny mean, stares i know what you mean yo whites are funny man you ever like thought about the term indian giver <laughs> No, you realize the whites yeah. we took, yeah, yeah. we we took the shit, right? And then we coined the term "Indian giver" as like, yo, why are you taking some shit back, back that I took? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy when you start to uncover a lot of shit that no we grew Indian up take. No, we took it from y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you took it. That's no giving it back. You took. You can't give back what you took. Like that's just stupid. But when you think about a lot of shit we used to say like growing up, it's nuts. Some we used to say some sick Very shit as sick. kids, man. Like really, really offensive shit. But that's good to know that, you know, people in uh, the streets of Manhattan are giving white people funny looks now. I mean, it's 100 degrees, so yeah. I, I chalked it up to that. And then here I am thinking it's 100 degrees. You're going to need the fire department. Yeah. Some shit is going to catch I on see, fire. I see what you tried like, to go. I'm yeah, trying to represent hot. what's yeah. going on with the FDNY right now. I get it. It's it was in Tribeca. Out. Right. Like, I felt like I was honoring. Doing your part. Yeah, you was doing your part. Honoring the, uh, the lives that were lost. Yeah, it's such a tragic event. You're dressed very... Uh, very New Yorker in Miami for the first or second time. A lot wanted, of teal. Yeah, I wanted to kind of give him a, a little summer summer vibe, man. 
It's the I hottest like it. day. It's hot today. No, it's different. Today is fucking hot. I almost called you like, yo, do we have to record? Yeah, I, <laughs> yo, fam. I'm like, yo, fam, can we like go to a beach and record? That'd be cool. Word. You know what I mean? Like by a pool or something. And we have to turn the AC off a lot in here because it gets too loud. It was, yeah. I was nervous. I was nervous. But anyways, the weekend was pretty hot as well. How was your weekend? Uh, it was pretty chill. It was pretty chill. Um, I got some stuff done around the crib, uh, you know, packed up, preparing to move. Uh, you found a spot yet? Yeah, I did. I did. I mean, you don't have to say location. But no, no, no. Yeah. I know it's been no, a journey for you. Yeah. It's, I'm, you know what it is? I'm very picky, bro. Like v- extremely. I, I've learned that about myself. I'm extremely picky. All right. Well, actually, this we just fell into this conversation. What's the type of shit when you look at apartments that's kind of the no way am I going in this place? Even if I love it, there's always like, with me, it's closet space. I'm about to say, that's number one. Especially in New York, closet space is a thing, when you, especially when you have so much shit. But I've given away so much. Like, I've gotten rid of a lot of sneakers, a lot of clothes. It was so much shit. I, I'm a hoarder. Mm. I didn't realize that about myself. Like, But not like the nasty hoarder. Yeah. I mean, like, I have clothes and sneakers that I keep telling myself I'm going to wear and I never wear. And I, I just started going through my stuff. And I was like, I said I was going to wear this two years ago. have never worn it. Let me get get rid of it. And then when you look up and realize how much you got rid of, you're like, oh, I'm a hoarder. Yeah, 100%. So I'm, I'm a hoarder. So closet space is a big thing. Um, you also don't dress like the guy that gets free clothes. And I know you get free clothes. Mm-hmm. So I know there's just packages of it's, clothes. It's boxes that I've never <laughs> opened. That's why I bought a storage space. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy. It's like, let me just give this stuff away to people. Let me get rid of it because I'm never going to wear it. Um, but yeah, yeah closet, closet space is number one. Uh, I, I, wash and dry is a must. I have well, now, to have now you're walk. in money talk. Yeah, I, I have now to have. That's talk. not, we're not, it's, you know what it is? When you get exposed to having certain things, you never go back. That's why I'm not mad when women date ball players. It's like, they're never going to date. Like, <laughs> I get it now. I understand it. Yeah. It's like when you just, when you experience certain levels and certain things, you're like, I, I don't even know what life was like before this. Yeah. And even like, I can't dunk. I could get money. Don't right. twist it. But right. I'll never be able to dunk. So like, yeah. It's like, I just uh, won't turn you on that type it, of way. Ex- <laughs> like the same, exactly. the same way a dryer and washer. Right. Like, Come on, it's, it's, that, it's, that it's, turns me on. Yeah, exactly. Like I can do my laundry at two in the morning if I want. Like this yeah. is like I'm, I'm never getting getting rid of this. So that's another thing. Um, you have to be good at folding though when you do that though. I love doing laundry. Oh, I it's love, therapeutic to me. Oh I, my god, I, I, I love those, doing laundry. I'm not a pick me, but I like to clean. Yeah, I love clean. I love folding. I love I, that's that's like a whole you know it just it's therapeutic. Like you said, the whole process of that is just I love it. Um, so yeah, washing dryer and um, parking. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Parking. It's weird because I've been on a, a, a quest for a new spot as well. And I've mm-hmm. gotten so good on these Zillows and the Trulias. This isn't an ad. All those sites that we love. Right. That I treat as Pornhub at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, I can tell exactly what the spot is like by the first picture of the kitchen. Before Very true. I, the moment Very I hit true. the kitchen, I don't need to see anything further or I need to keep looking. Right. That kitchen will tell you. Everything, Everything you, need you need to know about a crib. One thing I, I don't know why they're still putting in uh, these newer newer buildings because it's like a, a newer building. Um, why are they still giving us microwaves? Like, why do microwaves still come with? I don't use a microwave. Really? And I, no. Oh, I do. I use an air fryer. See, like the air fryer to me beats everything. That's the greatest invention in the last. I agree with you. Twenty I, years. You know, I'm still repeating myself, but I'm a big advocate of it because I want to be documented that the air fryers are too good. That in thirty years we're all going to have. Something, some type third, of cancer, th- yeah, because, because air yeah. fryer cancer, it'll For be sure. AF cancer, right. it'll be somewhere in there. Right. I don't like how they reheat. I love how they cook. I hate how they reheat. 
like give me the horrible parts of a microwave. Whatever that shitty radioactive shit that microwaves do yeah. makes my food heat up better. I, you know what it is? It's certain things. Like the air fryer, obviously if you have leftover pasta and shit like mm. that, it's kind of hard. But I found out ways to to heat it up in the air fryer. You got to kind of just wrap it in foil. It's because you're a drug dealer. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. He's a podcaster. Yeah, I'm a, come on. And it's, you gotta a find drug dealer ways. would never wear these colors. <laughs> You gotta, <laughs> you gotta find ways. You gotta find ways around it. Like so, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. You're gonna burn some shit. You're gonna fuck up some food along the way. But you learn. You learn which settings to to put it on with the air fryer. So yeah, like, are you a three ninety guy or three seventy five guy? I'm 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 three seventy five. Right, that so gives you time to be like, oh shit, like I forgot I left it on. It all it always goes back to mall still using condoms. Yeah, you just like you're scared to take risks. I'm a three ninety guy. Like I want uh-huh. the food. Let's cook the food. You yeah. sitting there checking it like, ooh, let me see no, if no, it's no. cooking around the I just edges. Think, no, put that shit on 390 and cook it. I think 375, it buys you an extra it two does. minutes. If you get a call yeah, or something. Like, it's like, and you forgot the shit was in there. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's safe because it's 375. 390, food is fucked. You can't That's eat it, it now. You I'm, I'm a 390. I'm a risk taker. No, nah, I understand it. I'm, I'm, I'm 390. Sometimes you get an STD. Sometimes your food is burnt. <laughs> sometimes you burn it. Sometimes. I see what you did. Come Listen, on. Man, come on. You went with I was that. with Donna this you weekend. You, I know how to rap. <laughs> See the you or the food that's burning. I get it. I see. I like. I like what you did right there. Um, so yeah, I don't know why uh, these newer uh, these newer condos are coming with uh, microwaves in, inside the kitchen. Still, I don't. I don't need it. And I hate looking at it when it's like installed in between the cabinets above the stove. Oh, it's it's like, why is this? Here? I never use this. So that's one thing um, that I that I don't like. But um, but yeah, like the new spot is um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a vibe. Yeah, the spot I'm looking at now. Is like a condo house duplex thing, mm-hmm. and I'm terrified of my packages because I have a ring camera. And mm-hmm. those that have a ring camera, it's like a it's like a Twitter timeline almost of everyone within a five mile radius that has a ring camera, and you can report crimes. It's just like a snitching. Yeah, yeah. It's just a snitching database. Yeah, it's, a, it's a snitching app. Yeah, yeah. I like to call it concerned citizen. Yeah, based. It's, it's the new neighborhood watch. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, just minus George Zimmerman's fucking yeah, disgusting ass. Exactly. Uh, so they just upload shit. All day. And mind you, Jersey City has its problems, but it's just people standing behind an Amazon truck stealing packages all fucking day. Right. The doorman is just the only way, I think, to live if you want to keep your Amazon packages. But the, the Ring app, what I do like about it is I think it, it does deter a lot of people from trying to steal shit from I, your porch. Not, so. not in Jersey City. Are they still <laughs> they be smiling it? in that shit. <laughs> they be posing. They be hitting like, hey, hey, this is yours. I got your shit. Yeah. Yeah, I like the Ring app, though. I like the Ring app. Um... My homeboy has it, and he he was showing me how like you can literally not be at home and you can talk to people from oh, I talk you're to, at. I talk to Basley all the time. Yeah, you don't have the camera inside your crib that that spits out the uh, treats that you can press the button and it throws no. the treats out. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, they have a they have a uh, a thing. It's a camera, and then you could also throw treats out of it. No, but that's how I win my love over from Basley. I don't want her to start fucking with the machine. Are like, you rather <laughs> her wait for you to come in? Yeah, like I want to be the one. Yeah. I want to spoil her with gifts. That feeling, that feeling of her. a dog, like when you first walk in and the dog going crazy when it sees you. Oh yeah, she rolls over, rubber tummy, like yeah, it's, it's the greatest feeling. <laughs> you just need that when you walk yeah. in. <laughs> what? I stayed in Atlanta way too long. I was saying like, dog, I had to get back to Basil. Yeah, I don't yeah. care about that's the real thing though. Hundred percent. Like when you out of town, like I know a lot of people that have pets, and it's crazy how much people really like think about their pets when they're away from home like they don't yes, think man. about their family and their relatives and their mom no dad. that's it's like that, that's stress yeah that's problems yeah. that's needs yeah your dog just needs to run around laugh mm-hmm. bark and shit right and sort love of like you. us i think i think we're the same way we've overcomplicated yeah i think i think i understand why women call us dogs i get it now but how was uh how was atlanta 
Atlanta was interesting. I, I was supposed to go down to Atlanta. Um, we recorded last Wednesday. That's why it's felt so long since I've seen you. Yeah. Since we recorded. Mm-hmm. Recorded on Wednesday. Um, I went down to Atlanta on Thursday for a session with my guy, Shelly. Shout out to Shelly. Mm-hmm. I was on the flight, saw a gentleman that I knew, and he said to me, yo, you flying down to, for the Kanye shit? Mm. And I said, what Kanye shit? And he said, he's doing a concert. I said, I thought he already did one. Yeah. Doing another one. Yeah. So then I got really insecure while I was sitting in my seat thinking, everyone thinks I'm going to fly down to Atlanta for the Kanye concert. Right. So now when any... <laughs> I, I land. I land in Atlanta airport. We have a lot of listeners in Atlanta. We've done mm-hmm. a lot of shows down there. It's, it's a big market for us. I'm in the airport. Where people say, "Yo, pa, yo, you out for the Kanye shit?" Yeah. Now everyone thinks I flew from New York City to Atlanta <laughs> for, for a Kanye shit. West concert. Yeah, yeah. And I love Kanye, but mm-hmm. I was very insecure about that. How was so it? I go. To, I go to my session with Drum, chilling, oh, yeah. whatever. I for, look, I forgot you had a session with Drum that fast. I went. We were late, so I went <clears> right with my bags to the to the session. We finish up, and here I am trying to avoid it. Like, I'm not going to that Kanye shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, yeah. Fu- I'm not going to yeah, that shit. Yeah. Like, everyone oh, blowing my phone up. Yo, see you in town. Like, you want to roll with? Like, you want to want to grab a drink before? Let's do, let's do dinner. I'm like, yeah. nah, are y'all going to that shit? Yeah, I ain't going to that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit get closer and closer. <laughs> and let me go check this yeah, shit let me, out. <laughs> let me go see what he's doing. Yeah. Let me see what type of time he on. Yeah. Just for the pod, right? I really, I forgot he was doing something too, though. I really didn't know. This was yeah. on Thursday that I found out. Mm-hmm. So I go over to the arena. Um, shout out to the LVRN guys. They had a whole t- the suite and all that. So it made, made the experience very easy. Mm-hmm. But it was quite it was quite the spectacle. To say it the looked least. like it. I hear a lot of people saying that we're both saying this. the second one was better than the first one. I didn't watch or go to the first one. But this second one, it, it was really good as far as how quickly I guess they had to throw that together with him trying to make the album and put this entire performance together. Mm-hmm. Um. Music wise, a lot of records were hard to hear because you could clearly hear they were still working on them and they weren't mixed quite there yet. So mm-hmm. it was a lot of bass. Mm-hmm. Um, but the visuals were really good. They they had everyone uh dressed in all black, running in fucking circles for seven hours. It definitely looked I, a little uh eyes wide shuttish. Oh yeah, which mm-hmm. I mean, you know what Kanye is gonna be that, but mm-hmm. that should be the new the new workout, the P ninety X Yay workout. They was just yeah. running in circles running and the shit looked amazing. Yeah. But it, it was more I've noticed it was more of a spectacle for the people. Like you were just watching to be a part of it, which I'm not saying is a bad thing at all. Mm-hmm. But it, it was, I think, a way for people to try to connect to being part of the album. And as much as I've killed this rollout, and I'm not saying I'm not gonna continue to kill it, mm-hmm. I think that's what they were trying to get across, and I do understand it more. I feel like everyone in there felt like, okay, I'm part of making this album because it's so incomplete, because mm-hmm. it's so random from the first one, because these visuals kind of look not just put together right away, but you know, they, they weren't overcomplicating them yeah. that type of way. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the time it was, it was a, a concert I've been to where everyone was talking to each other the entire time. And I don't mean that they weren't listening, Yeah. but it was, it was the most critical concert I've mm-hmm. ever been. That shit was whack. No, mm-hmm. I like this part, mm-hmm. this part. Everyone became the internet exec, yeah. While they were sitting in the seat, which yeah. I think was kind of cool, I wasn't even mad at it. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was a, it was an interesting night. Interesting night. It sounded. Um, I watched it. Um, I had it. I had it on the TV, and I uh, I was watching it and listening to it. Uh, it sound the music sounds good. The music I think sounds the stream, good. The stream probably got a better. Yeah, the music sounded idea. good. Um, I was happy to hear that uh, he had flew the locks down, and uh, had them on a, uh, one of the one of the tracks. That was really dope. Um, Visually. 
visually it was like you know it was a little like i said a little eyes wide shut ish it was like felt a little cult ish type of thing but i guess you know that's kanye and that's you know he he has a cult a cult following um i definitely text my mom during during it i told her i was at the concert <laughs> and i was like mom you raised me in the catholic church i know when god is in the building yeah it definitely feels like the <laughs> devil is in this place <laughs> Yeah, it felt a little. It was a little dark. It was it all black, very Christian like. Yeah, it was, uh, everybody's in all black. And I, and listen, man, I love Kanye. He's a you know he's a super visual artist, and I, I get it. You know, what I mean, you got to kind of go into his world to understand him sometimes and understand the art that he's presenting. But I think just the, you know it was again. I'm not. You can save all of that. Just give me the music. I'm still on mm-hmm. that side of it. But I understand it. You know, what I mean, I, I get it. This is the way he wants to you know present himself and separate himself. From everything else, he doesn't want to look like anybody else. He doesn't want to sound like anybody else, which I can respect. Um, but yeah, the music sounded good. I'm I'm just waiting for it. I, I I'm hearing reports that he uh he made seven million dollars from that event. Did he really? That's what I'm hearing. I know the uh, the Gap jacket release made some crazy amount of money. Oh, he had he had one of those jackets on. Yeah, the black jacket was on when uh, he was uh being raised into heaven. Well, I mean, was if people really want to believe that that was Kanye being raised to the stock, I can, I can assure wow. you that people from The Gap and Adidas were standing there like, you are not <laughs> getting wired up and, and, get, yeah. and get pulled to the top of this arena. Yeah, it's not was, happening. Yeah, he was sitting in the locker room watching like, yeah. damn, <laughs> hope they don't drop, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, but even that, you know, visually, like I said, it's it's a little, we can get into the whole religious thing of it and the whole, you know, that whole aesthetic. But, you know, again, I understand Kanye is just Kanye and he wants to always give people something that they've never seen from an artist's perspective and visually. So I understand it. I get it. But um, just give me the music, man. I'm ready for the music. It sound, like I said, it sounded good. Uh, the production was was, was great. Uh, Jay Electronica's verse was crazy. On the, on the deluxe record. Yeah. Like his verse was crazy. Um. Yeah, I just want to hear the music, man. I don't I don't know when he's dropping. You know, people are still having rumblings about him and Drake kind of, you know, I still having to stare still, off. Still stand by that theory. Yeah. Old heartedly. Yeah. Um, according to I think it's on Apple that that Kanye uploaded it. I think it was 14 or 15 songs. It says August 15th. Yeah. But again, we don't know that to be true. I know he's going over to um it's August 20th now. Oh, it now says it says August, August 20th. 20th. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I know he was going over to the State Farm arena now. Yeah. Was that that was announced, right? Mm-hmm. That he was, yeah. So he's moving arenas because I'm sure that Falcon Stadium, yeah, kind of sick of his shit. Like, yeah, hey, wrap up your little mixtape, bro. Go make another seven million. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like people again. I listen. If I'm Kanye, like I, now I will say this. I kind of think I do like the idea of previewing your album like this. Something to me, like, I, I like this. I like. The idea of an artist, but again, you have to be an artist of this magnitude, of course, which not many of the artists are. But if you present your album before it actually comes out with a full show, like a concert or like, you know, something like this and the music is good, I think it does build a crazy anticipation for the album. This is only built for a select few. And I'm taking away my original theory of like only rich people could do this because that's just a a given. Mm -hmm. Um, But even if you did a smaller show. This is only built for artists that I don't want to say don't give a fuck about fans' opinions, but are making the music that they want to make. I think a lot of artists are way too insecure mm-hmm. to make an album, go present it to the public, and then, and then yeah. get reactions, and then have the ability okay, to change course. it before it goes out. Of course, out. of course. I think we would never get albums from ninety five percent of. Well, that's why ever. I said it's a select few that can do yeah. this. But I do like this. This is I, built I, I for like people it. that truly believe in their vision and know that. 
the public will like it mm-hmm. because I'm this is my shit. Yeah. I'm gonna do it my way. And if yeah. y'all like it, great. If you don't, whatever. Yeah. I can see so many artists trying to do their shit and yeah. that SOB's crowd being like, yo. That ain't it. Like, but like right to your face. Yeah, you're like, yo, nah, fam. Yeah, this ain't the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which may help a lot of artists. Yeah, yeah. I just for think sure. artists are too insecure as they should be. Yeah, I mean, people are, especially when, like you said, artists are they're they're sensitive about their craft and 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 their, and their work. I understand that, but um, I do like I do like this though. I think it's a cool way to kind of you know put your music out there and let let people know what's coming and what to expect from you. Like I said, only a few artists are you know in a position where they can do this type of thing. But um, again, man, you know, just give me the music. I do yeah. like I do like the fact if him and Drake are actually having a stare off and you know playing chicken with each other, of who's gonna drop? And, and I like it. Like I like the fact that Drake and Kanye may release the same day. Like why not? It's a streaming era. It doesn't matter anymore. It's not like people have to physically go out and buy albums anymore. I could, the same place I'm gonna be at buying Kanye or streaming Kanye's album is more than likely the same position I'm gonna be in buying Drake's or streaming Drake's album. I'm gonna be home on the couch, yeah, watching TV, pick up my phone, press download. Like you know what I mean? Like it's not. I don't have to run out to the store and physically grab an album anymore. Yeah, but it's different with the with how streaming is. It's yeah, just the yeah. ego. You're, you're, I want but, the number one streamed album. You're for also, the week. you're also gonna listen to it no matter what, right? Because it's mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. How streaming works, you got like you got to damn near play something ten times for your stream to even count. Yeah, you personally have to yeah. play some shit damn near ten times for that shit to even count. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, if if I went to the CD store and it was Drake's and Yay Donda Certified Lover Boy, I was like, I'm gonna buy both. Mm-hmm. If I don't like Certified Lover Boy, still own it. Still a sound scan. Oh, that's 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 scanned. Yeah, still a sound scan. <laughs> if I listen to Certified Lover Boy once and, and you don't, don't, like, and it? don't like it, yeah, probably not really gonna count like that. So. There is some competition later in rather than, all right, we're dropping on the same day. Let's mm-hmm. see who could run it up the same. Yeah. It's going to matter on the music at the end of the day still. But I of mean, course, we, there's going to be the streaming farms yeah, and soda. But. Yeah. But these are two of the most established artists in the world. Ever. Like the numbers Beautiful. that they're going to do on a solo release date, like it's, if, if Drake doesn't drop the same day, it's kind of, it's, to me, it's going to be, they're going to do the same numbers. And what a beautiful way to end that riff that they had. Yeah. Let's just put an album out on the same day. Yeah. But, yeah, no, the uh, the Kanye fans were, were definitely killing me because I saw there was that report that Kanye's back catalog streamed like seven billion times in anticipation for Donda. Yeah, and they were like, as it I should. told you Kanye has fans. I was like, I never said Kanye didn't have fans. Yeah. I just said I think fucking with Drake is a problem in the streaming era, which is a scientific fact. Well, well, not my opinion. Right, he's the, he, Drake is the most streamed artist of all time. Yeah, so it's a little tough. That's we can't my, argue. My bad that. for saying that. Yeah, we can't argue that. That's a fact. That's the the numbers are there. We we yeah. understand that. I just want to make sure people saying I'm not backtracking because that rollout is still only made for rich people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and rich, I saw Drake, rich creative geniuses, but rich people. And I saw Drake uh, posted a, a notebook with LB, I guess, for Certified Lover Boy on he was, it. He was doodling. He was, he was he sketching was, in his, yeah, he was, that, his that's, notepad. Yeah, he was giving us a little a little hint like it's done, I guess. The album's on the way. Well, LeBron LeBron let us know, though. I mean, that's, yeah, that's you know, all once, I need. Once LeBron tell you, that, that means it's on the way. Or, or we may need a few more records if LeBron's involved. Yeah. Either way, man, I'm waiting for the music. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think that we're going to have a great... Is it still fourth quarter? We consider August, September fourth quarter? No. Still? September's August. fourth quarter, right? No, third for sure. Really? August is the end of second Okay. Yeah, third. I've fourth is in October, November, and December. Okay. Yeah, no, we're still second, third, third area. Um, but more importantly, an album that did actually come out, Nas King Disease Two, which has not come off repeat since Thursday at midnight. Listen, man, I we we know. left we left that show and just kept that album on repeat. 
Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta. Okay. yeah. I Album's love it. Re- it's, it's really, really good. Um, it's starting out. I mean, Death Row East is the second record. The pressure is great as an intro. Death Row East, I do appreciate artists of Nas's age and amount of time in the game to tell certain stories because I feel like with the internet and the amount of people that we give a microphone to, mm-hmm. so many stories can be told yeah. by people that was just like kind of around. Mm-hmm. And they can kind of get some notoriety off it. And also, it's interviewers that we know have alternative motives in the types of interviews that they're doing. Mm -hmm. So when Nas does this Death Row East record kind of explaining the real situation with Pac, because that's been circling around the internet forever, um, certain shit with Stretch. Like, I like that era of artists really telling these stories to just put a nail in the coffin on certain shit Mm -hmm. because it's just become a career for so many people that have platforms to interview people and so many people that was just kind of around yeah to tell the story and Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden it's truth yeah i have um you know i have i have a lot of people uh close to me family that were around during that era Mm -hmm. uh and you know some of my mentors and people that I speak to that were actually there. So I've heard the, I've heard the the, the stories and you know the real stories around that whole quad studio night and the whole Pac era in New York era for many years. Um, a lot of shit I would never speak on. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's you know it's unfortunate that a lot of things surrounding that are false. There's a lot of things surrounding that that I think if the public knew, it would uh, change a lot of perspectives. It would have it, w- it would actually help a lot of uh, people, you know, understand exactly how delicate and how how sensitive that situation was. And it's unfortunate because you understand too when you know the real stories how just simple conversations could have avoided a lot of that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like a it's a lot of situations where it's like if this person would have just reached out to this person and had a conversation, that shit wouldn't even went that far. And you know, so hearing Nas talk about it and the way he talked about it on the album, it was dope. Um, I, I like the fact that you know he put that out there. I've heard him speak on that. I think before he's he's brought it up briefly and yeah. certain things, but I think he finally gave the full story. I never knew the the. St- when he went out to Vegas to shoot the Street Dreams video, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite videos, mm-hmm. um, off the casino shit, yeah, that he he was also going out there to talk with Pac about that. We've we've all heard the Central Park thing mm-hmm. to some degree, mm-hmm. um, but that I never knew that part, and it's kind of just shows you like we think we have enough time to squash it with people, yeah. You just never know that shit could happen right away, yeah. And I love that he said that stretch part, like because yeah, you gotta think people running around doing these interviews and shit. Like you got to know people who still have families like absolutely that probably still are close with Pac's family. Mm-hmm. It's like you run around talking that like my family members set right. you someone up he loved. Right. Like, come on. Yeah. It's it's irresponsible and it's corny. So I, I think it's great that this generation is starting to tell those real story that that was actually there. Yeah. Rather than have people run around doing interviews from people that obviously have motives mm-hmm. when they ask yeah a lot of things. people like to keep bullshit going mm-hmm. and all of that but exactly. you know, it's, it's, it, I do like the fact like, like you said Nas put that out there and you know it, I hope that more and more you know of the truth and true stories around that time and that era of hip hop start to come out surrounding some of our artists that we lost and you know re- what really happened yeah. in those situations um, I love the fact that Nas addressed reaching back to the younger generation of artists how he was against that for a while mm-hmm. and was like, yo, you know what? I got to accept my role in my position now as... It's just new leaders now. 
Exactly. I, was against, I forgot the exact bar, but something is I was I was against doing yeah. features. Now I got to understand this new leader. Exactly. Exactly. So I love the fact that he's doing that. Um, imagine Nas on a what, what what beat did he say on a on a drill beat or a track something like something, that. And then he said Uzi on a, a primo on beat. A primo, yeah. yeah, it's like you know, it's kind of it, it just showing that why can't we do that? Like why does it have to be a separation in the era and the generation of artists? Like you know what I mean? So I I, I like I like what the message he presented on this album. Especially uh, in New York City. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the, so. the the production is A1. Um, you know, him and Hit Boy seem to have found a really, really amazing pocket and groove with each other. Yeah, this this one felt, again, felt, just as a fan, felt easier for them to make. Like, I'm sure with every album, they all overthink things. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to insult them in that way. I know they overthought this in that capacity, but it also feels like they kind of just let shit fly like, all right, this is a great beat. You mm-hmm. rap. <laughs> right, right. No overthinking on this one. We'll switch a beat here and there, but mm-hmm. if you find a pocket on this, let's just keep it. Yeah. Let's not overthink this. And and again, you know, it's coming off of the success of King's Disease winning, you know, Grammy for Rap Album of the Year. It's kind of like now they understand and they see like, okay, people are receiving this. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and again, I, I attribute a lot of, you know, the 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 newfound love for lyricism to the success of what people like Griselda were able to do as yeah. far as just straight raw lyrics, rapping, like that seems to be appreciated more now instead of just hooks and beats. Um, so our artists like Nas, like he alluded to, I'm a legacy act or they say I'm a legacy act. Like this is what stay in, do what you do. You don't mm-hmm. have to go too crazy. You don't have to you know experiment too much. Sometimes try it, but you know, for the most part, just be who you've always been. Just be one of the greatest lyricists, deliver a message. Yeah. And, and give it to the people. You still get, like, on King's Disease 1 with Fabio and Ferg, the spicy record. Yeah. When I saw that on paper, I was like, eh, yeah, cool. we did, Then yeah, that shit yeah. came on. I and was, it like, was nah, like, this is, we love this. This makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, like I said, you have to, what he said about working with the younger artists and being a, a, you know, a role model and being the guy that reaches back to them and helps them and all of that type of, that's what you need in hip hop. Like, we got to be, we got to stop being so divided and, you know, feel like, oh, you know, these young dudes is that. As an older dude, it's your job to reach back. It's, it's your job to guide and help with their generation. Because at one point, like I said, I remember when gang, quote unquote, gangster rap. Like my mother didn't want me listening to Snoop. Yeah. You know what I mean? I had to sneak and listen to Doggy Style. You know what I'm saying? And now you look at who Snoop is today. You look at who Dr. Dre is today. Like, yeah. drastically different. Yeah. It's like, you know, people, you're going to be young, you're going to learn, you're going to make mistakes, but you're going to grow. And so it's important to give these younger artists and this younger generation to just be there for them and guide them, but let them be who they are. Let them have their experiences, let them have their ups and downs, but don't, you know, separate yourself and say, oh, these young dudes, they don't know what they're doing. They're crazy. They don't listen to nobody. No, it's just because there's a divisive energy and they feel like they can't talk to a Nas or they can't talk to a Jay or they Mm -hmm. can't talk. It's like, they don't fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if we get rid of that, yeah, like if we get rid of that and say nah like talk to me hit me if you want some guidance you want some help you know if any any way I can help I'll do that we gotta start yeah. being more together in this culture cause that's what hip hop is in the first place and tell you exactly where I fucked up and where right. special in the business don't wanna do that side, yeah. yeah do like, this like, just you- looking at 9 through 11 features Lauren Hill Charlie Wilson and then Blast right that's amazing yeah yeah. that's fucking perfect to me yeah great album man I, I, I love it Few of the homies are saying it's better than King's Disease one. I, I'm I, I don't know yet. I love King Disease, I but do, I, I yeah. think this one. Yeah, and I'm kind of running out the gate with it, but that's just I've had this shit on repeat. Um, what do you think of Lauren's verse? She killed it. 
she addressed being late and all of this other, you know what I mean? It's like she it, it lets you know, like, I'm I hear everything they say about me. You know what I mean? I, I know, but this yeah. is what I'm this is what I've been doing. Her excuse for being late was great, by the way. I'm saving souls. <laughs> she's but right. I, yeah. But still, like I'm I paid my souls. ticket though. Yeah. <laughs> but she's saving souls, fam. She You Lord, can't argue with somebody. You like, know, why you, you know late? I was saving is. souls outside. <laughs> but how you argue with that? I was saving souls. That's how that's why I was late. You're right. Listen, that's all you can say. If, you know I, have a, if right. I have a back end deposit and you tell me you're saving souls, I might keep my. <laughs> <laughs> you say you keeping that back end? Hell yeah. Yeah. No, nah, but she, but she no, killed I, that, man. This shit was this shit was unbelievable. Yeah. Like, I'm going to sound like a dick rider just because I'm a Lawrence stand, but the fact that you could, and I'm not saying she's disappeared from music because I'm sure she makes music all the time mm-hmm. and just doesn't put it out. But when you in shape like this, <clears throat> right, rapping real quick, Mm-hmm. That's a little different. Yeah, but this like is what, every last bar said something. Like there was no fillers to get to the next bar. Yeah, from the beginning to the end, every last bar connected with the end of the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like I like when Nas said, uh, you know, me and Miss Hill, we not going nowhere. Like I like that. It's yeah. like yo, we not we still here, but we on our time. We're gonna do it when we want to do it. We're gonna create when we want to create. We're gonna drop when we want to drop. And that's the way it should be. You know what I mean? That's the way it should be. I just, I love, as simple as that line was, I, I thought I told you that I get out. Because I get out is one of my favorite Lauryn Hill songs. Ever. Right. Love that record on mm-hmm. uh, Unplugged. How we are not listening. And it made me start to think of like artists that I love to death that I've expected too much from. Mm-hmm. And like I should be their priority because mm-hmm. I'm a fan and mm-hmm. want music. Like fam, you told me. Right, I get out like I get out of your box. I don't want to be here. Right, <laughs> type of fan are you? Right, you're not listening. I tried to tell you. Yeah, it's right I there get in the out. music. It's right there in the music. <laughs> but yeah, I love I love this album, man. I love. It. I don't know if I'm on. I'm, I don't know if I'm ready to say it's better than King Disease, King's Disease. But yeah, it's it's a, this is a very very good follow up for and sure. It was, it was nice to know that that Nas is still in these bitches DMs. <laughs> I mean, listen, man. I gotta stop using that word. It's nice to know that Nas is still in these women's DMs and still going, I shouldn't be in here, but still stays. <laughs> but you know what's really funny? The line that all women seem to hang on on the album is, check your zeal, it's a blessing in it. I they said, missed They missed all the science <laughs> before that. I said, that. Nas. I said <laughs> Like, cause I'm grooving. I'm like, yeah, Nas, talk that talk. And then they got to, you know, check your zeal, there's a blessing in it. I'm like, Nas, you about to put us behind the eight ball because now every yeah. all these chicks gonna want a blessing they're gonna want to wake up to a blessing in a Zell account and it's crazy because you need like a real bank account for Zell and yeah. all the chicks I talk to don't have one <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke it's a joke it's a joke oh man that's great oh but no it's, it's, it's a great album great album man King's Disease 2 stream it if you haven't heard it I don't know what you've been listening to if you're not listening to this album but great album shout out to Hit Boy shout out to Nas he Shout out to all the artists that work on the Antigua album. And Shorty said, "Now nah, I want to stay a few more days. Can you blame it though? I got shit to do. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Nas got Nas to mess with women that have like a lot to lose. That's just how I feel. Uh, I think we all should though. Yeah, but him a little bit more than me. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he's Nas. You're Rory. It's a little. I, it's, I get yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's just a, it's a scale little, slides a bit. Just a slight. He got a slight edge on you. Nas got a slight edge on you. Yeah, but um, I, we will get off Nas. I'm sorry. I just lo- I love this album so much, and and I'm a, <clears throat> obsessed with with Nas. People be too cool these days and don't act like fans or act like 
you know, you can't even say the word big bro anymore or like, mm -hmm. you know, you less of a man. I can tell the story now that the album is out. I was, um, I was in LA working on something and it was in the same studio space as where Hit Boy was. And Great studio, by the way. I love that studio. Beautiful studio. Mm -hmm. And I texted him. I was just like, yo, I'm, I'm about to head out of the session. I'm, I'm in the same little area you are. Um, if you're in the studio, I'll say what up before I leave. And he was like, yeah, hey, come through. Mm -hmm. So I walked down and I was immediately met with like a, a woman that looked like she could fight. <laughs> okay. She was like, where the fuck do you think you're going? I was like, I'm going down to Hit Boy's studio, yeah. like four doors down from where I was. Yeah. And she was like, he know you coming? I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So she went away and came back and was like, all right, you good. And I was like, that was fucking weird. Mm -hmm. Studio space is usually a, a really cool, free right. run around type of shit. Mm -hmm. I opened that fucking door. It's just Hit Boy and Nas. Yeah. And I know people like, I know I'm a fan at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. The reason I got into the music business at 19 or even continued to really want to do podcasts was so I could talk about music. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a fan. Right. That shit was crazy to me. I know people are too cool to see if they see their heroes. Just walking in and seeing Nas and not expecting to see It's a little, yeah. like that shit was nuts to me. Mm -hmm. Granted, I just shut the fuck up and sat in the corner, but because right. <laughs> I know how to move yeah, <laughs> in yeah, certain yeah. rooms. Yeah. But like that was kind of crazy. I just wish people would feel more comfortable, like not fanboying out, like in a setting, right? Like know how to move in it, but be okay to admit, like yo, that was kind of that, that was, was cool. nuts. Like that was nuts to me, right? Like this, he was on my wall as mm -hmm. a child, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then I just walk in a studio, and, and it's just him, yeah. <laughs> and you don't, and not especially when you're not expecting to just At walk all. in and see. Yeah, that, that's that's you know, again, we now with social media and. You know, us feeling like we have to be a part of these people's daily lives and know what they're doing and stuff like that. You know, a lot of people see people that they love or they follow and they grew up watching now. And it's hard not to have a fan out moment. Yeah. For certain I, just, people. I just don't take this shit for granted, I guess is all I'm saying. Because I feel like I feel like the mentality we have to have in this put everything in your face shit is we we have to act cool like everything is normal. Mm. Like. Nah, Fed, this, that was amazing. Yeah. I don't take this shit for granted. Yeah. I don't think that's regular that I no, walked in and it was that. And granted, no. did anything happen? Did uh, nothing but a, a few conversations happen in that shit? Did any work get done? No. But was that, I don't take that shit for granted that yeah. I was able to be in that position. Mm -hmm. Like that shit is amazing to me. Well, I'm happy. And I, you, yeah, no, I just, I think people be acting too fucking cool sometimes. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that you had that moment yeah, man. with Nas. I mean, it, wouldn't, it wasn't much of a moment. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> it, was, uh, it wasn't much of a moment. <laughs> we spent some time in there, but... <laughs> but that was it? Like, it wasn't like nothing it was cool. much I mean, they, they was playing music. Like, I got to hear the, the Lauren verse. That, that was really cool. It mm -hmm. threw me off because, like, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people start, yo, I'm about to play this and it's featuring this. Like, they give you the whole rundown. Just, just play playing it. shit. And, yeah. like, when you just hear Lauren's verse or her just her voice, it was yeah. like... What the fuck? Yeah, like where am I at right now? Like, why? How am yeah. I in this position? To I just this want type people to just not act so fucking cool. Sometimes, man. Sometimes it's yeah. okay to, to to like really feel like this privilege. Is, this is a blessing. Yeah. Like this, I don't take this shit for granted at all. I'm I'm really happy to be in this I, place I, that I could do this type. I of shit. struggled. I struggled with that a lot. Like you know, what people say I'm too cool. I act too cool, but I, I really am. This is just the way I am. Mm. But I do understand that it's a lot of positions that I'm in and places that I'm privy to be in and i look back like maybe i took that for granted that yeah. that's not normal that that's not supposed to happen you know what i mean but it's just again man you just i 
I look at everybody like, you know, we're all human. I, he just has a talent that, you know, most don't have or she has a talent that most don't have. And of that's course. the difference. But I don't, you know. But you can admire that, though. Oh, yeah. No, I absolutely. I admire it. I I, I, I give flowers. You know, I'm, I've always been that person, like, you know, huge fan. Love what you do. I don't. But past that, you know, picture, this, that. I don't, oh, no, no, no. I, no, no. Yeah. That, of course, I don't of course do that. not any of that. That's that's why I said I, I could finally. Because this story, this happened like. Yeah. I remember like you March yeah. or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, it's not that because I, I do feel that the same way outside of people that you would deem celebrities or entertainers or people that make music. I still feel that same feeling. It's just sometimes people really just it's OK to feel that way. Yeah, because <laughs> I spent so much of my time in my career. Focusing on the next moment and not living in the moment. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds super corny, mm-hmm. but like there's rooms I've been in where I was really doing work and getting and contributing, getting shit done that I took for complete granted. Yeah. All I have now is a, a vain memory of it because mm-hmm. I was not living in the moment at all when it happened. Right. And I felt like I didn't take, I took the opportunity and went with it mm-hmm. in a really good way. Mm-hmm. But I didn't take the moment. I took the moment for granted. Yeah. I took it as, all right, this is going to push my career. This is going to push my talent. Mm -hmm. This is going to push that shit. And that's, I don't know. Maybe I think artists, I think artists are trying to do more of that. Yeah. I think artists and celebrities respect that though. Yeah. Like, because obviously you, you, as a a celebrity, you know, when someone is a fan, you can kind of, they walk in the room, you can kind of tell, but you respect the fact that they don't make it awkward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just don't make it awkward. Just be cool. Say what's up. You know what I mean? Like you, but don't make it awkward. No, of course not. Because I've been around people I was a huge fan of and I'm like, I'm trying not to be awkward. No, this is coming from somebody that walked in that room and was, yo, what's up? Pleasure. Like, and chilled. Mm -hmm. This was all internal. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I tell you all the time about my my Serena Williams moment. (laughs) Corniest moment of my life. I completely fumbled the ball. But it's okay. Like, you know what I mean? It is what it is. Like, I didn't know. I, I didn't know. But I learned. Oh my God. Now I, it just hit me. Now what? I realize why you were so cool at that Drake concert. Why was I so cool at the Drake concert? Because Serena was there and you didn't want to do it twice. Was she there? I didn't see her. Was she there? Now you know, I, didn't even I, didn't realize, see her. I didn't realize she was yeah, there. No, no, don't do that. Because I'm not even trying to do that. Like I, honestly, I had no idea that she was there. I didn't I didn't see her. I didn't see her. But it was like, what are you supposed to do at a concert? Give me Enjoy concert. Enjoy the attitude. music, man. Exa- that's what I was doing. Yeah, but you enjoyed it too, like. You know, you wanted me to start dancing to Drake's lyrics. Like, what did you want me to do? That show I was understood. He was putting on a performance, and I was watching it, and I was enjoying Bobby it. Head at least, I was bobbing my head. I gave some head nods. I gave the little flip, flip when he was doing. You know what I'm saying? Switch, switch. I gave him a little. I gave him a little ad lib. I was on the ads with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't on the mains. I was on the ads. You got. You can't go to the concert and be on the oh mains with God. the artist. You got to ads. Nah, I got to be on the mains. Nah, do the ad lib. <laughs> you can't be at the concert yelling the whole verse. You got to hit the ads. You know what I'm saying? Not when he shouts out SOBs and plays uh, Say What's Real in the garden. Nah, I'm on the mains. <laughs> yeah, nah, that was a great show, though. I-, I think about that concert a lot. That was a really, really great show. But when you're on the mains, though, with that concert etiquette, if you come to the show with a girl mm-hmm. and you're on the mains a little too much. <laughs> yeah, it's nasty. You got to pull back just a little yeah. bit. Yeah, especially, that can turn off. Especially if you're not sure if she's fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. That's or, a whole another conversation. Or if you ran into her and y'all started vibing and you wondered how she got the tickets and now you just, mm. you rapping his back catalog a little too well. Like, <laughs> and you know the B-side, sir? <laughs> yeah, like you gotta have, it, you can't go too crazy at the concert as a man. Like you can't be, because we was at this show, 
Like it was the dude that was in the section. You know, he was he was sweating from performing, and I'm like, fam, it, I love the show. It's a great show. I love that mm. record as well. But you going a little crazy. You can't do that, especially if you were a young lady. You yeah. gotta keep some of the cool, fam. You yeah. have to stay like, on oh, the ad libs. Oh, I didn't even relate. I didn't know this song. Yeah, <laughs> never heard this <laughs> tune before. <laughs> Yeah, like stay on the ad libs, give a little, you know, crowd participation. Wait, I, actually, no. What is crowd? Yeah, like how you get that's crowd another, Yeah, that's another thing you can't do. No, no, no. Let me take that back, fellas. You cannot be at a concert, and if the the artist says, "Yo, if you got more than a hundred dollars in your pocket, make some noise," you can't start screaming. Well, we've seen where that path has taken somebody, but <laughs> neither here nor there. Have you ever right. made noise though when an artist has said, "Make some noise"? No. Neither way. I've never made my pride. Like I'm I've lost a lot noise. of pride in my life. I still have that. Yeah, little I'm bit. not making noise. I'm not yelling when an artist is making noise. Like I'm not doing that. And I don't even know how to make noise. Like yeah. I don't know what my pitch is going to sound like. <laughs> you sound nasty. <laughs> yeah. Like you. I don't. What I, key are we in? Like, I have no idea how to make noise. I have zero <laughs> clue how to make noise. Like what key? Do you, what key do you yeah. yell in? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how to make noise. How do you make noise? Like and making a random noise is just nasty. Like, like what noise do you want me to make, sir? Like I've heard the annoying chick behind you scream high pitched in yeah. your ear, and that sounds better than I think what would come out of my mouth. Fam, I'm I, not. I'm not doing it. If Drake say, yo, I'm not yo, doing it. New York City makes some noise. Yeah. Like, yo! <laughs> oh, what? yeah! What a show! <laughs> Let's get it on! <laughs> like, man, what? This is just WWE? What are you, yeah, what are you, you here for? You can't fucking more noise, man. Get out of here. I'm not making no noise. Get it to the next fucking record, man. <laughs> I'm not making noise at your show. I'm not oh. doing that. I'm not doing that. Concert, oh. you, have to have, you have to have etiquette at a show. You have to understand what you're doing. Don't lose your cool, fellas, especially if you were a young lady. You could ruin the night. You could ruin the night for yourself. Doing the wrong shit at a show, yelling the wrong shit, rapping too much. You know, it's just like, yo, be cool, relax. Order something to drink and just chill. Let's pull the timeline. I do want to ask our uh, women listeners, have they ever been at a concert and dude, one was making noise, if not, was just rapping a little too much. How did it or end? Or three, was just giving a little too much energy and you yeah. looked a little like... Pussy got dry immediately. Like, listen, I, l- I like Travis Scott too. Yeah, but, but relax. <laughs> calm down. What I you see doing? you have his sneakers on. You yeah. didn't need to wear those yeah. today. You could have worn a different another, sneaker. That's nasty. That's nasty. If you go to the Travis show with Travis Scott's on your feet, that's disgusting. You cannot do that. That's what fans do, Ma. Yeah, but, but- no, no, man. <laughs> fuck that. You cannot go to a Travis, con- Travis Scott concert wearing Travis Scott sneakers. I want to know what Shorty would feel like if you, on the way out, went to the merch table and didn't cop her nothing and just copped yourself a t-shirt. <laughs> Again, it's over. Your night is ruined. It's over for you. It's over. You can't get, you can't talk your way out of that. No. Nah. Because now she's looking at you like, oh, he's a fanboy. Girls don't like, women don't like fanboys. They don't like fanboys. So it wouldn't have worked if I copped the Donda Bulletproof. Nah. And took Shorty out. Nah. That would have been to the afties. That would have been that to the afties. That would have been nasty. <laughs> <With the> bulletproof. <laughs> That's nasty. Nasty behavior. You can't do that. I'm a nasty person. Yeah, but no, you nasty in another way. Like you yeah. don't don't be nasty like in, in public and don't do that. Don't move nasty. I'm a sick person though. Are you? I have. I don't feel well all the time. I have very dark thoughts a lot. I'm just a weird person. You don't really want to hear them. I don't mind the taste of blood. Um. Okay. A little weird, but okay. I've also thought that Ted Bundy might have done numbers on Tinder. Oh well, women women did seem to be a little attracted to him. I guess I don't. I don't know where you're taking this, but okay.
when I was growing up, the way that my mom used to really trigger me was she would tell me, you're just like your father. And then when I grew up, we were in a small house, so I know she could hear me having sex. And I always wondered if she thought the same thing. All right. Well, I mean, that's that's all the way weird, but sure. My bad. The lights, lights back, back on. on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that got weird. <laughs> Should I have not expressed those things? <laughs> that was a little. Yeah, I mean, listen, man. Those are your thoughts. You know, I'm not. I'm not judging you, but. No, I blacked out for a second. Yeah, though. we need to we concert etiquette. I think we need to uh, we need to talk more often. We need to, I need to know more about what's what's on your mind a little more. I mean, you know, but um, yeah. Listen, it, it, you know, your thoughts are your thoughts. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm sure you know I have some dark thoughts as well. But um, that's for we can get day. back to those one day. Yeah, that's 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 that's, that's for a, a whole another day. Yeah, you know, nothing different. <clears> but uh, anyways, outside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Because I feel like we were on music for a very, very long time. Uh, Your your man Cuomo. Yes, he's out of there. Got a little handsy. Yeah, I mean, you know, he said uh, he blamed it on his uh, Italian upbringing and just said, you know, he put out a video like that. And that's another that was just weird. They put out a compilation video of him just touching a lot of people. Well, I felt like the baby and the governor of New York could have cleaned their shit up so much easier than they, they did. Well, yes. What they did was completely wrong. But doubling down, because that's what Cuomo did. Yeah. He doubled down. He doubled down. They put out the the, the compilation video of him touching men, uh, children, you know, rubbing their face and rubbing their head. And, you know, he tried to make it seem like he's just a, you know, a hands-on type of guy, not in a sexual way. Um, and I do know some people like that. They, you know, they I do rub too. your face and, you know. Stuff like that. It's, uh, I remember I went to a, a Christmas dinner years ago with my girlfriend. And Are these your dark thoughts? No, no this, <laughs> this is not my dark th- thoughts. And she's uh, she's Italian. Mm. And well, she yeah, she's Italian. And so her family, you know, Italian. And of course. One of her uncles, first time I ever met him, sitting at the table eating. And, Call, and called you the M word, not no, the N word, no, uh, the M word. For those M, Italians yeah, out there, you yeah. know what that word is. Uh, no, he walked Italian up to network. me and. Um, he said, oh, it's a pleasure to meet you. And he shook my hand and he kissed me on my cheek. And I was just like, okay, a little weird, but, mm. you know, I get it. That's what you do in your culture. You know what I mean? But just don't do it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? But so I understand where Cuomo was maybe sort of trying, but you got to understand the position that Cuomo was in. And, you know, it's, no, it's, it's very, on. very. <laughs> he, no, said, no. he said, I didn't know where they drew the line. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it's he but said again, all the women told the truth. He said, "Yeah, no, nah, I did that shit." He was accused of just grabbing chicks' titties in the workplace. Like I didn't. And he, he where was the say, line at? Yeah, he tried to say that he was trying to read something on her shirt. Still, you don't grab somebody's shirt when you're trying to read. Put something some glasses on, shirt. on, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't grab somebody's shirt when you're trying to read something on their shirts, especially a woman. But um, yeah. So you know, he had to resign. He had to step down, and um, they're replacing him with uh, we're having our first female. Governor in New York. What is her name? I'm sorry. I, I, Pull it up. I had to ask. Uh, I had to ask my trainer. I said, "Who comes next?" I don't know. I know there's the vice president. Yeah, I went to public school, very, so I don't really know yeah, who. No, this is new. For all the of us. governor. Yeah, this is this is new for all the of attorney us. general. <laughs> uh, Kathy. That's hot. Hotchel. Hotchel. We're ignorant. Hochul? Don't mind us. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, As two residents of New York. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> You know, clearly our city's in good hands with us leading the charge but here. Governor, we don't even go, know who comes. Governor Hochul. 
is 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 the new governor of New York, the state of New York. How'd you feel about um? This is what it is. I mean, Andrew Cuomo. That's just going to be what it is. He, he did some nasty shit and mm-hmm. should leave. Mm-hmm. Since I guess we're in no way in uh, journalism, and I really wouldn't consider us a media either. But we talk to people in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. So Chris Cuomo is kind of in our realm. He's in media. He yeah. could be a colleague at yeah. the right party. Yeah, depending on where we're at. <laughs> music, music that's playing. Yeah. How he handled this shit was the most irresponsible shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, how was he supposed to handle it? It's his brother. Of course it is. How was he supposed to handle it? Hey, I'm getting on camera. I've been covering every nasty experience ever for the past however many years. I've mm-hmm. acted holier than thou for everyone that ever did anything wrong. Mm-hmm. This is my brother. That's my family. I'm going to be biased. Mm-hmm. So someone else is going to cover this. Okay. Probably the first part he wouldn't do, but... If yeah. I was at CNN, I would have said, yo, you need to get on that camera and say, wholeheartedly, that's my family. Mm-hmm. There's no way I cannot be biased in this situation. Yeah. I should not be covering the news today, tomorrow, for quite some time. Don't get on there and just read the news. Like, can you, can you believe the heat wave? Yeah. <laughs> Can't act like it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Someone else needs to do that. That's, that's some real biased it's bullshit. A, yeah. It's, 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 it's an unfortunate position to, uh, for him to be in. Uh, you know, everything that was happening with his older brother and him having to cover media and he's been covering everything for ho- however long. So, you know, it would kind of, I think that people would be mad at him for not wanting to cover that. They were like, oh, now you don't want to cover it because it's your brother. You don't want to. You're gonna, of course, you're going to be biased. I respect him if he would have said Dude, that. Just said, just said the shit. But again, you know, it's my brother, but I wasn't there. I don't know what happened. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, I don't know what happened. I don't know if he did or he didn't do it. Like, which I don't no, know. That's, that's totally fine. But you can't just come on the air of and a act place like it didn't happen. Like where you've covered everything for so long. Mm-hmm. And then the moment some shit happens there, like you got to say something. Yeah. And it's okay especially to be when you've, Especially when you've been number one yeah. of, of trying to kill people. Yeah. And listen, I, just, I hate CNN. I hate Fox. I hate, I just hate the news. Mm-hmm. So pardon me sounding like I'm upset because I'm really not. But I just thought like, this is really put at the end of all biased media to me. Yeah. Like this was the period at the end of the sentence. Do we even need to argue anymore of how much of an agenda every last person that gets on that microphone every night does from either side, right. Democrat, Republican, middle, right. Period. But people got to understand a lot of these media outlets are owned by people. And of course. people have relationships. They have, you know. Funding. Yeah, funding, money from, from coming from all different places. So, you know, certain things they're going to base that off of, you know, that they're going to present their opinion based off the fact that I have relationships with these people in different places. So, you know, I understand it. Um, again, unfortunate situation. You know, any woman that was was violated or disrespected, you know, prayers to her. Absolutely. And um, it was a couple. And this was overdue. I thought. I think we saw this coming. I think that we we kind of knew that G- Governor Cuomo was going to have to step down. Yeah, it was just way too much, uh, too many allegations. I think it came a lot later than I expected. I didn't expect him to make it to August, honestly. Mm. Um, but again, you know, he had to step down. He had to resign. And again, you know, we have a new governor now in New York. Did you watch his speech? No, I didn't. His resign speech. I didn't. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Shit like that some to more, me. Some more sick shit too, though. That's what like, I'm saying. Shit he like just that ran to me down like, just like yo, just leave. Yo, look what I did in this state. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, you start pointing to the good you did and all. That. It's like, fam. You know, you you're in hot water right now. You disrespected some women. You know, it's like just 
just fade away. And I'm not saying he didn't do good in the state of New York, but he it's did just, some good it's things. It's just funny, like where you got to pick and choose to finally start talking your shit. Yeah, like yo, all right. So I did grab this chick's tits, but if you look at what I did for the LGBTQ community, right. it's, See, like, it's man, like these two things don't. Yeah, that's amazing yeah, yeah, that you did that. Yeah, but that does, but not, that does take not take away. away. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just too much. It's just too much. Like you don't need to. I don't think. I don't think giving a speech is is the right. That's not the right time to give a speech when you're leaving office because you violated some women. Like, I don't, we don't need to hear from you. And I could see through the narcissism and the people that have speech writers or, or just narcissists in general. He started naming off his whole staff as like, I just want to thank everyone mm-hmm. and named off all the, the list. And then was like, look what we did. And then just started naming all the shit that he did as governor. And yeah. I'm like, look at you trying to ease the people to think you shouting your team out. Yeah. You're just trying to tell us what you did as you was governor. And again, I'm me. not I'm not saying he's guilty. I'm not saying he's innocent. You know, I didn't I haven't even looked into enough of this shit. Never, to even never party with Cuomo. <laughs> no, I just never. You know, what I mean, it's just like I, I don't I haven't read into this to even know the specifics on what's going on. I, I heard some of the allegations. But um, again, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. And he lasted a lot longer than I thought he would, honestly. True. It was, it was interesting two weeks. Um, how do you feel about people that use voice notes while they text you? While they're texting me, um, I don't mind a voice note if, you know, it's, it's something like I, I'm i busy or I'm doing something like if I'm, you know, I can't really type. Yeah, I can't really have my eyes on my phone like that. I'd rather just listen. Let me rephrase my question. Someone that you're texting throughout the day decides while you're texting, they're only going to send voice notes. Is that person the most selfish human being on planet Earth that does not care Absolutely. about your day and does not realize... I'm texting you because we can't talk. Absolutely. I think voice notes should only be used when you see that I took something you text me out of context. Yes. It should be used tone. to clear up. It's for tone. It's for tone. You, should, you, it's should, for tone. It, you use it to clear up something that I may have taken the wrong way in the text conversation. Narcissism just reminded me of voice notes. People do. You do not respect days. If you voice note all day, you do not respect that other person's day. Yeah, no. Especially I'm if I'm doing listening shit. to music. I'm going to run in the middle of what I'm doing to go into an area where I could hear your yeah. fucking, oh, you know, just going to go grab some lunch. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> yeah, text yeah. that shit to text, me, please. Yeah, text I'm that. texting you for a reason. Yeah. Texting, voice notes are only used when you see that the person took something you text out of context and now you're trying to give them the tone and the proper context. I just want to know people that voice note what they're thinking when I'm just replying nonstop on text. Like, yeah. I would call you. Or if you want to tell me something like you're extremely horny, I would like to hear I'm not that. I'm mad at getting a horny person. voice note. And then I'm really gonna go away to go hear that. Are you want- in time? <laughs> you need to hear the horny voice and, note. Yeah, like don't <laughs> don't overuse your voice notes too, because if I know you don't use them often, and then you send me that one, yeah. I'm gonna know you're saying I'm horny. Yeah. So I'm gonna run, and then like maybe my work day might be over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to hear what she's saying <laughs> at like, that point. She's coming in hot. Yeah. <laughs> When was the last time a woman asked you why you like this? Why I like th- no, this? Why are you like this? Oh, why are you like this? Uh, <laughs> you edit. I, I, I thought, thought he's about to say, when's the last time a woman asked you why you like this? Like while I'm having no, no, sex no, no, with no, like, no. why do you like this? No, like, she, what do you mean? You've, you've been in conversation. I love this. Who are you talking about? <laughs> Imagine you having sex with a woman and she's like, why you like this? <laughs> what? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's a well, what would you say? This is just my anatomy. Yeah, it's like yo, I think I'm just I was born to like this. What do you mean? Like I don't know how to answer that. Um, why are you like this? <laughs> what if she called you homophobic for? Never oh mind. My God, <laughs> that was such an easy joke. That I'm gonna just leave. 
Uh, what if she was so progressive that she's like, why are you just fucking me? <laughs> That's crazy. Like, are you homophobic? No, no I'm like, no, no. It's, it's I'm, others like. Like, you no, too, I love this pussy. Yeah, like I love this pussy right now. This is what I love. Um, why are you like no, this? You've never had a chick like I know you have. Of you're in conversation and she'll laugh like, why are you like this? Like, because I'm saying something in conversation. That's funny, or like, oh, you yeah. know, you'll say some wild oh, shit to probably her. yesterday. She might even hit you on the shoulder. Yeah. Oh, if she hit you on the shoulder well, and asks you that, that's that means she's hot and ready. But the why are you like this, I've, I used to always think, all right, that just means I could beat. When of she, course. But then I started like really analyzing the why are you like this after you've beat. Mm-hmm. And I think I know what tone. Why, I think I know why you like this, what that means after you've been fucking. Oh, yeah, this tone. She wants to say I love you. Yeah. Absolutely, you can. You know and when a woman is at that point. It. Yeah, I think why you like this after you beat is I love you. Mm-hmm. I just can't say it yet because I'm probably going to creep you out. Exactly, I can't say it yet. It's gonna it's gonna push you away. It's gonna weird you out. It's too, maybe too. Is it too? Because you know I love you is like it's a it's a game of like yeah like chi- like chicken. It's like who's gonna who's gonna blink first? Who's gonna mm-hmm. say it first? Like because you well, know when with, you love a girl with you condom people. Yeah, like I've said, I like the craziest. <laughs> the, the rest I, of us just say it. <laughs> I told a girl I loved her during sex and she didn't say it back. And I kind of just like swept the I love you under the rug. But, but she those, reminded me like a few weeks later, like, but yeah, like I need you to say that again. But that's, I mean, the I love you is when you're mid fuck are such a gamble because I could rub it off. Like, all right, whatever. She don't say it back. But then if you get one that like really starts saying she loves you and like she's been waiting to say it and mm-hmm. you can feel it. Now you put yourself in a hole. Yeah. No pun intended. But you know when I, have you have you ever been able to recognize when a woman says she loves you and you know she's lying? Of course. Yeah. What? That's some humbling shit. Like when a woman looks you in your eyes and tells you I love you and you know she's lying. God. I see I'm the opposite at this point in my life. I say thank God that she lo- <laughs> What? Yes. When she says I love you your response is thank God when I can tell she's lying. That's everything I need. Now I, I just figured out who you are like what an easy oh, okay. like, I, see. I thought oh, you meant that's God. your reply like when oh she no no says no no no, no. I, I was about to say that's some sick shit i'm so happy when she says i love you and i can tell she's lying like all right thank god all right like, this, we, like we both I, be on board i found my exit strategy yeah, number yeah, one yeah yeah number two i just now i know who you are you're lying number three now i know you don't take love seriously because because <laughs> it's me yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know you don't love me like come on look at me i've taken you to westville once <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah my jokes and dick ain't hitting like that so yeah yo you ain't have to laugh like that <laughs> so Eddie right he's like, like yo you ain't like, have to he laugh heard about have you, yo, have you been to Westville <laughs> he heard about you in the streets <laughs> oh man yeah but that's great though when you, when a woman lie to you and like I love you and you know she lying that's just like yes you, you're, you're, a, you're a heathen just like I am yeah, like so you lie I like me yeah cause I've definitely told a woman I love you and I was like I know she doesn't believe that like the tone was just oh, wrong. You don't say more. Yeah. <laughs> you need to say on the microphone. We all know you've told a woman that you love her and she did not, you did not mean it. Oh man, I'm working on me though, Roar. You know I'm a work in progress. Oh, you're one of those people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When, when is I, the work in it? I, can I get a progress report? <laughs> Remember progress reports? No, like man. I'm so I'm, yeah. like I'm kind of sick of people working on themselves. But I know that sounds it's a, crazy. It's a never like I'm kind of sick. I'm sick of therapy. Right. Like I'm kind of sick of excuses. Who who gives the therapist therapy? Other therapists. So it's just like a cycle. It's like a circle. I think therapists at this point are. I see they're gonna kill me because everyone in podcasting now is so fucking. I went to therapy once. Mental health forever. Yeah. But I've been going to therapy way before y'all. Right. I'm I'm a. In my doctorate. Mm-hmm. I have my master's. Y'all are just fucking got to high school. Right. 
Therapists be like manipulators. Oh, of course. Therapists teach you how to manipulate. Mm-hmm. Like they'll make feelings like just straight up regular feelings not valid. Like you just be saying some straight up shit and mm-hmm. it's like, oh no, it's deeper than that. No, the fuck it no, ain't it's sometimes. Not. Sometimes it's not. Like sometimes, sometimes not. people are just dickheads. Yeah. Sometimes people are assholes. You need to get the fuck away from them. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we don't need to find the deeper meaning of why this person did that. And if we do find it, that's great. But this is who they are now. Mm-hmm. And I want nothing to do with them. I want to go to, I want to, I want to, I want to find a therapist. I want to, I want to, okay. I want to, I want to find a therapist. I want to start going to therapy. I'm an advocate of it. I know it just sounded like I'm not. Yeah, no, I think it is. It's, it's mental health. Just like you go to the gym and work out, you should go to a therapist and work on your mental. It's the same. It, it all coincides with each other. But I do, I do want to start going to therapy. I think it'd be great. Just let me be there. I'm going to find one. I'm going to find it. I want to, I want to, I want to either a black woman or a black man as a therapist. I, think I understand. You need to understand my culture, where I come from. Yeah. We need to kind of have some, some of the same uh, upbringings and shit like that. You know, you can't fuck your therapist, though, if you get a black woman. Why not? Like I, I like what see, if we hit it off? I could see you in therapy shooting your shot. I mean, if she's a, you know, a, we're attracted and she, a, she gets me and she understands me. She, yeah. Why not? That might turn me on. I'm like, what are you doing after this? This is, this is why you should not. <laughs> I don't know. If this is, I don't know if this is why you need therapy or why you shouldn't go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but what if you, what if you're sitting down with your therapist and she's attractive and then like. She starts talking to you in a way and like really like getting you to understand certain right. things. And you're like, damn, like more Cuomo. Some no, spaces no, are just I'm not, not meant for. No, I'm not. No, it's no. You're there that. to learn about. I, I didn't say start putting your, getting handsy with the therapist. I know, but you could be like, yo, like, what are you? Am I your last client because, for the day? Because then you're gonna take uh, what should be your inner thoughts to heal. To let me try to be funny with my inner thoughts and try to impress her. <laughs> Isn't that what we all do anyway? You shouldn't do that in therapy. Oh, okay. That's where people get fucked up in therapy. That's what you They think therapy should be, I'm, this person's going to tell me I'm right. Right, okay. I'm going to go through all my shit and they're going to be like, I knew I was right. How come your exes are more likable after you break up? Like, I have great relationships with women I've dated after we stopped dating. Because uh, finally I can only choose their good qualities and I can ignore their bad qualities. That's a great answer. Oh, yeah. Because when I'm in a relationship, I have to accept your bad qualities and work on them with you and all that other shit. When we break up, Oh, no, that's a buffet, baby. Yeah. I'm taking all the good ones. And when you get in your shit. Leave the sides. I am out of here. Got you. Matter of fact, I got a date now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go meet a great woman right now. Uh, and, and you take the pressure off, I feel like, with that. When you could just re- like relax and realize that mm-hmm. there's no ex- expectations in what you need from me, I could just kind of really appreciate who you are at that time. So I don't, over, I don't overthink. Yeah. shit expectations changes everything oh hell yeah and you just start to realize maybe we would, just should have been friends we would have been great as friends see that's what I say a lot of the times you can't have that's sex how you get with out of women here. that's how you get out of I yeah. get it yeah. come on man follow me you need therapy no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who created dating apps uh, tech people that were probably too lonely to talk to women in real life and used their amazing technical skills to figure out how to talk to them I don't even know if that made sense because dating apps are essentially just an app where you can kind of like skip the first date almost because you kind of put out the good qualities about yourself out there right away. Which I do on first dates anyways, though. That's what I'm saying. Uh, well, you can probably if you don't meet a woman on a dating app, I'm saying like you. you I'm just I don't know. I've, ne- I've never done the dating app thing. Never. Just because when dating apps came out, I was in a relationship. So I just I never was mm-hmm. even on my radar yeah. when this shit happened. 
And I, I get why people do them. People are busy. They don't have time to go out and meet people and mm-hmm. all that shit. I, I'm joking about the nerd shit, even though I, I do think that's how they were started. Yeah. Where it was like, I could just talk to a woman on the computer. I think it's but, just a way to get around all of the, 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 the awkward, like first moment conversations and shit like that. I used to think it was creepy. Like, all right, you don't even know this person. But then I thought about like where I've met women in at bars and mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know this person either. Yeah. They just happen to be physically in front of me. Are you against dating apps though? No. I, I don't think I would ever do one, but yeah, I don't think uh, the dating, dating app thing, Instagram might be a dating app. I, I was about to say, I feel like Instagram is almost a dating app. Yeah, at least I get some mutuals and I can ask people I know in real like, life. Yo, like, yo, you ever <laughs> seen this shit? <laughs> yo, she really looked like this. Yeah, like I on Tinder, really this fat. On like, Tinder, can you do mutuals? I, I guess. Don't know. I guess all your friends have to be on Tinder too. I don't know. Honestly, that's a great question. Yeah, I don't know if you have mutuals on a dating app. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. But um. Yeah, no, I just I I'm weary of dating apps. That's all. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not against not them. I get. I've seen marriages work. I know people that use them often. <clears throat> I just I don't know. I feel like that whole first conversation is just gonna be like, "Wow, we're on this dating app. This is so awkward." Yeah. Oh my god, we're on this, and then I'm a Capricorn, <laughs> and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of it. Okay, what gives you more anxiety? Everything. Oh, Charlemagne gives me anxiety. Uh, Okay. A we need to talk text or a where you at text when you're not where you told her you were going to be? Where are you at by far? We need to talk. You feel like she sees you? I'm a vet. I'm a veteran <laughs> and we need to talk. Yeah. Because I'll always respond with, yep, yeah. we definitely do. No, you got to No, no, no. You got to <laughs> respond with LOL like we do. Nah, you right. Yeah. Like you, go, oh, you right. You beat me to it. Yeah, yeah. Because I can't wait to talk. <laughs> And then on the way home, I got to think of shit that we got to talk about. I don't have nothing to talk about. (laughs) I have nothing I want to talk to you about. I'm glad you brought it up. (laughs) I have nothing I want to talk to you about. Because you're not even approachable. Exactly. Exactly. I'm a veteran and we need to talk. Where you at? Where you at? And you're not where you told her you were going? She knows where I'm at. That's scary. That's scary. Because now you start looking around, but the person, like the the chick you with, you don't want her to see like your energy has changed. So you got to like slick start looking around the room, like see if you see any of her homegirls. Like, oh shit. Like, that's scary. Where you at and you not where you told her you was going? I'm running to the bathroom to regroup. Yeah. I might call my dad. Yeah. You might (laughs) have to get some advice. You might have to call her. Nah, because at that point, I'm probably going to lie and be like, yo, the service was... Jay, I was just about to tell you I was... (laughs) I was at the spot. I was, I was just about to tell you. Touch. <laughs> the way, it's so hard to get out to where you at because she knows where you at. She knows exactly where you are. Exactly where you are. That one's really tough. Have you ever had a chick send you her location and then expects you to send it back? Because <laughs> that's a new thing that I, I, I didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. The chick will be like, oh, here's my location. And I'm like, cool, mind you. I don't ask. I've never asked a woman yeah. to send me your location because yeah. I'm not that psychotic. Mm-hmm. But they expect you to then like hit accept. And it says like iPhone for the first time I feel like was on the man side. It says like 10 times, yo, you sure you want to share your yeah. location with this yeah, person? It's asking you like, like you sure you about positive this? you yeah. want to do this? Yeah. That's the weirdest conversation. Like, nah, I'm not giving you my location. I've shared a location with a woman before because she was 
uh, driving back home. She lived out of state. Mm. So it was just kind of sort of like just to make sure she was. Oh, no, no, no. That no, that I've done. <clears throat> I'm saying the Sherry location like I just I don't know where you are now and you'll know where I am. Nah, I'm not. Nah. A, I'm told not the certain time of you on my way home. And I don't know. It could be a weird. Yeah. I'm in an Uber and yeah. just here's my location. Mm-hmm. They're expecting you to hit share as well. Yeah. And now this is just my location. Now you got to do what I do sometimes. Just leave your phone in the crib and just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just leave the no, phone in the crib. these chicks is fucking great. Yo, chicks are scientists, for real. Oh, for sure. And we already right. know this. I'm yeah. not saying nothing y'all don't know. They figured out, because women have two phones. We didn't know that. Mm-hmm. All women have two phones. Mm-hmm. Remember when it was the guy that had the, the, the side phone? Right. Mm-hmm. That's changed. We all have one phone. Mm-hmm. They have two phones and they switch... Look, he know. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They switch the location from that phone they go out with to the one that they leave home so their location is home all the time mm, you sly little devils mm. wait till I just throw you might I- just crack- wait till I throw an iPad in your trunk yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wait look what you throwing in the trunk <laughs> throw your iPad like leave that in there like so throw my location find my iPhone where my iPad at <laughs> Oh my God, man! No, that's scary still- though. If you see, a, if you if you were talking to a woman and you don't know she has two phones, and like randomly, y'all just in the crib chilling, you see her pull out two phones. It's like, yo, who are you? You know how I found that out when we um or no, you didn't come to that uh that Dreamville uh boss release shit. That's why I found out. Shorty was like, oh wait, I can't IG story, and I was like, why? And she was like, oh, I told my best friend that um I wasn't out. And I was like, didn't you tell me before that she had like your location all the time? And she was like, oh no, I have two phones and I just switched my location over. And I was like, yo, I, I should get yeah. away from you. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's scary. Women start doing shit like that, we don't have a chance. But then you say it so casually and you're doing it to your best friends. Right. You, you think, know you're going to do it to me. Like, <laughs> I know if you're doing that to your best friends, I know you're doing that I'm to me. I'm fucked. Um, so funny thing happened to me uh, over the weekend, Rory. I was uh, walking around uh, downtown and... um. I walked past the McDonald's mm-hmm. and I saw that they had the uh, the Sweetie meal. And you know, you know, I want to support Sweetie as much as I can, of whenever course. I can. And um, support women. Yeah, I I almost broke my 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 vegan diet of over a year. <laughs> That's all it took. <laughs> yeah, I was just like because you see a Sweetie meal, it's like I'm, I have to have this. Yeah, it felt like long- I would have a piece of her if I had the Sweetie meal. <laughs> it's almost like. I have a piece. This is something that she's endorsing. She's behind. This is her product. Look at marketing working on you. Yeah, it's like with Sweetie, or you can market anything. To How me. long you been put a on it. vegetarian, vegan? I've been vegan uh, June made a year. So that long, and you would you would have just broke off for processed chicken nuggets. Yo, listen, man, for Sweetie, it's it's hard not to. It's How would you? To. I mean, we saw that the ICDM worked for her previous relationship. Mm-hmm. What what type of McNugget response would you have to put in her DMs? I would probably would have sent her like a picture of a, um, you breaking your vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have had to send her a picture of like some type of sauce, dipping sauce or something. Yeah. Oh, you you saucy. Yeah, and then let her. <laughs> That's then, not gonna work. Yeah. <laughs> I tr- trust me. Th- yo, th- DMing her, yo. You I'm, don't know. Listen, man. I've seen crazier things work, man. Listen, let's not just knock that. Like, fuck, I see some wild shit happen in these Ooh, streets. shorty, I'm McVegan. Yeah, like, come on, man. Because then now what me and Saweetie could do is we could collab and we could make the first vegan McDonald's meal. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even see that. 
come on, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta really look and see where I'm trying What's to go with this. the Impossible thing. Burger? Yeah, yeah let's do multiple that. Multiple Burger? We me, and, somewhere me, and Sweetie, we me and Sweetie need to collab and do the first all vegan McDonald's yeah. extra value. The, the McMall. The McMall. Gotta do the McMall. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Fuck you, Rory. <laughs> um, With the sweet and sour sauce. Absolutely. You gotta have that. Oh, uh, now I can see. All right, DM right now, live on air. Sweetie? Sweetie, say, are you sweet or are you sour? Do you, want, you want me to get blocked? <laughs> yes, this I do. You, you want me to get blocked? <laughs> this is when your man's yeah. guides you down the yeah, road. Like, nigga, I'm not listening to that. Get the fuck out of here, man. Yo, is this summer better than last summer? We have a summer? This last is summer was better. This is, this is what I'm asking. I had way more fun at home. Yeah, this is what I'm asking. I think last summer was better than this summer, man. I had way more fun. I was sitting in the crib. I'm like, yo, I think last summer was better than this summer. Yes, because I'm trying too much shit and I'm not liking it. And I'm forcing too much stuff. Yeah, and it's weird. It's just, it's just, last summer was weird. Don't get me wrong. Last summer was very weird. But this summer is just like, because by that extra time, extra weird. By that time, summertime last year, we kind of knew what it was. All right, put a fucking mask on. Don't leave your house. Get tested. Like, we right. knew the protocol. Right. Now, COVID was running rampant. Let's figure out how to have fun in the house. Mm-hmm. This summer, it's like, I don't know, should I? but I'm also forcing it and right. everyone around me is forcing it. Right. This is a weird time. Should I even be near this person? It's yeah. Yeah. I think, you. I think last, last summer, summer was, better. was better. Last summer it was like, shit was closed. It was only takeout. Just that and the third. So you kind of knew this summer. It's like, are you vaxxed? Are you not vaxxed? Are you waxed? Are you waxed, not waxed? waxed and vaxxed? Yeah. It's like, I don't know what to do. It's like, okay, am I allowed to go here? I, Last summer, it was just more like of a clear cut, like, no. Can't which, do which waxed and vaxxed, I mean, I know that's a, a thing now, but I'd rather your pussy be hairy and you don't have corona. Like, vaxxed don't necessarily okay. mean, like, we see people that are vaxxed are getting corona. Mm-hmm. So, like, you should still get tested to make sure you don't have corona. You, Even if you, like, you should, I don't, like, you I, your priority, waxed. your priority shouldn't be getting waxed. No, you should Like, you should waxed. have hairy pussy and just get your shit. <laughs> no, like, you should still get do waxed. Do a rapid at have, Walgreens, mom. If you have COVID, you still get waxed too, though. Like, Go to Walgreens, get a rapid, and just buy a big razor. You don't need to be vaxxed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, just be waxed and vaxxed or unvaxxed. But you should definitely be vaxxed. Waxed, vaxxed, unvaxxed. I would rather a woman be waxed. I don't care if she's vaxxed or unvaxxed. Be waxed, though. Can you get corona by eating pussy? Probably. I'm sure the CDC will find some studies sooner or later that will tell us that, yes, that's the way it's been this entire time. around. Yeah, it's like, oh, we've been having way too much oral sex. It had nothing to do with bats in China. No, absolutely. Stop blaming the it bats. It was just the evil vagina. It's it's the vages, not the bats. <laughs> it's definitely the vag, not the bats. We should sure. try to change topics before this goes waste. It's all good. Listen, Stop. man, this is what we're here, though. <laughs> we're here to uncover all of the... The shit that people won't uncover. Why do we keep bringing uh, street street rules and street etiquette, if you will, into the music business? And this is only in, I feel like this is only in our culture, only in hip hop culture. I feel like that's a thing. I mean, I don't know much. Out, I don't know what country culture does. I don't know what rock. Well, we definitely does. don't hear Garth Brooks on the record talking about, you've never rode a horse. You've never threw haystacks. <laughs> you never raised chickens. Like yeah. you're a fraud. Like, you just don't hear it. Let me see your crop game. Yeah, let me let me see with how many acres you have. <laughs> um, again, I'm probably not the right person to talk about with street stuff, but I don't think I really don't think people bring street rules into music business as a necessity. I think it's just a thing to debate about. I think it's I think it's the media social media game 
more than it is the actual music game. Because because I, I think, think even it was the before street, social media though, I think we did that a lot. Yeah, but it was handled drastically different. Mm-hmm. Like it was separated from the building and the media than it was what was actually happening. Of yeah. course, they mixed to some degree, but at least in in my experience, and again, I was when I was in the music business was like 2010, mm-hmm. and that was when cameras like were everywhere. But even then, they separated things. I felt drastically than what was really going on. Some stuff was for the show and the image, but I knew what time it was outside. Now I think this is just some shit for people that are not of that that environment to debate about, which I think is the weirdest thing to me. I think that um, because now, you know, more than ever, you see a lot of these, a lot of artists, and, and I'm only speaking for our culture, hip hop culture, a lot of artists now, they seem to be getting into more trouble and shit like that after the deal. You know what I'm saying? Um, like artists get record say. deals now and it's like they end up doing a bunch of prison time. They end up, you know, doing a bunch of dumb shit. And it's like, I was I was taught that once you get the deal, it's like, I'm away from that. That could do with attention though. Because I feel like, I feel like Pac only got arrested after he got famous and signed his deal. Mm-hmm. But again, that's another situation which I've in no space to even talk about or comment on because mm-hmm. that's just not the life I come from. Mm-hmm. But I, I think a lot of that does have to do with attention though because now, you know, we we do know that cops do target specifically with rappers and that type of thing. But I, I think more of the why do we bring the street rules into the music business is more so of a debate now amongst people that aren't from that or should even be commenting on it. Like, it ain't your space <clears throat> to even say shit. Or bring shit up. I mean... Because you could play in both to some degree. You can't play in the streets and be in the music business. And that's where the problem is at. Like, once you're in, fully, the, mu- once you're in the music business, you're in the music... That, that should be... Like, I'm done with that. Well, the definition of playing in the streets, I guess, would be what you would have to... Yeah, I mean... Put it's a just, sentence to. Because you would still be around your, your people. No you, can still, I'm, no, you can still hang out and go yeah, to yeah, back yeah. to your neighborhood and but shit. I'm talking about being active in the streets. Yeah. If it's beef, you running down on dudes and busting your hammer. Like, fam, yeah. you... Sony invested $5 million into you. Like, you know you know everyone at TMZ by first name. Yeah, like, what do you... you? It's just... It's, you, it has to be a distinct, clear cut. Now, don't get me wrong. Certain rules that apply in the streets... Absolutely, you should apply to business. But as far as you're talking about code and ethics and just having morals and integrity, absolutely apply those things into business. But I'm talking about like a lot of the, you know, you see now it's like a lot of a lot of the street shit has seeped into the music so much that, you know, rappers or artists feel like that when they're in the music business and they're talking about certain things, they have to still be living that shit. And have to still be actively doing these things. And I was always taught that hip hop was the art of storytelling. It doesn't necessarily have to be your story. Yeah. Just the way that you paint the picture and you can deliver it to the people and speak for the people and put it out to the world and to let people know what goes on in our communities and to let people know how much we need to, you know, fix in our communities, things like that. Also bring entertainment from our community, like things that we go through and just putting it on a platform called hip hop. Having fun, creative fr- uh, freedom and expression, but you don't have to still be actively doing that shit. Like that's that's the that's the problem I'm having with it now. It seems like, and again, it, this is shit that could have been going on in the '80s and '90s as well. 
But it just wasn't so at the forefront because we didn't have so many cameras and social media to, to receive the information that we do now. I'll put it this way. You're either you're either a kid or you're stupid if you think that rappers should be living out their lyrics to that type of degree. But, but the, the rappers but, feel like that. But there are people within within the media that take advantage of knowing that the rappers cannot do that and antagonize rappers that do come from that and one, one time did mm-hmm. and know certain triggers to get them out of that mind. Mm-hmm. And then when they react, then say, why you not live? Like, I thought you were supposed to be gangsters. Like, no, I'm in the music business now. Right. <laughs> and that's, you're almost taking advantage of somebody that comes from a very traumatic environment that's trying to better themselves. Mm-hmm. That's where the shit like really bothers me. Yeah. Because, because you know. Where I come from and what I come from. And you know that I can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know that. But I'm going to rap about it because it's what I come from. It's, it's, it's even, what if, even if it's not my story, right. it's, it's my people's stories, whatever. Right. So when you sit there and antagonize these street people that are now business people and in the music business, it's fuck, like to me, it's so corny because you know they can't do that. And mm-hmm. you're antagonizing them because you know they can't. Right. You know for a fact that person is too famous and too rich to be able to go do something to you. And has too much to risk now. Yeah, I have children, I have a family. Yeah. You know what I mean, like it's just not we're not in the same space we were in when we were kids. But then you're also and you're doing that to somebody that is their mind is still developing outside of the environment they were once into this new venture. Mm-hmm. And certain things is going to piss them off and that old side is going to come out mm-hmm. even if they know they can't do shit. They're right. going to react mm-hmm. at least verbally the same way. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's, that's taking advantage of, of trauma. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think at some point, you know, I don't, again, I feel like this is something that needs to be done in our culture. Anyway, I feel like we need yearly uh, sit downs together as, as, as a culture representatives of the culture. We need some type of weekend or something where, you know, we just, the, 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 the top figures in our culture come together, sit down and we talk about what's going on and we talk about what's going on in, uh, in, in the music business and, you know, just in business general and what we're doing. And, and, you know, it's kind it's kind of like a, a, a therapy session for our culture because a lot of us are still dealing with trauma. Like you got a lot of cats that come from the places that I come from or you come from and, you know, they were living a certain life and then it's like, okay, now they were thrown into a position where, uh, uh, a company wants to invest millions of dollars into this person, but it's like this person hasn't had time to really heal from the trauma that they grew up in and things that they were doing and things that they've seen and their friends mm-hmm. losing their friends and family to violent crimes. And now you want me to get on stage and perform in front of 10,000 people. Or it's kind of like or even more now I have to deal with all of those people having an opinion about you. Yeah. You don't know how to react to it. Yeah, I don't know how to yeah, do that. Yeah, like, yeah. If somebody would have said one thing to me, mm-hmm. I would have lost my mind. Now mm-hmm. it's ten thousand people every time I refresh my fucking mentions. And that was a and that was a lot of things uh, that I thought about when it came to the baby. You know, yeah, I, this was clearly somebody we we saw it. He went through a traumatic, you know, experience. Absolutely. We spoke about it before, and then now you're on stage in front of so many thousands of people and millions of, of, of people watching and you say something and you know, you, you don't realize what you're saying is hurtful. It's wrong. Mm-hmm. But then now you have to be judged and quote unquote canceled as a result of that. When in reality, it's here's somebody that came from, you know, a certain upbringing 
experienced a lot of trauma, experienced a lot of things in their life, and they don't have the tools and are not socially equipped with certain information. 100%. But now you're throwing this person in front of the world and saying, hey, be a superstar. Here's a microphone. Yeah. And it's like, but <laughs> he's going to say some shit. He's that- going to say something that's not right. Yeah. And that's not, you know, socially acceptable. Yeah. So instead of saying, oh, we're going to cancel you, you should just look at that and say, oh, here's a young man that just doesn't have the tools and is not equipped socially with certain information. Yeah. So let's, but obviously he's talented. Obviously, you know, he's he's someone who's, you know, a, a blessing and a gift to his family because he's able to take care of his family and he's able to provide. So we don't want to just strip him of that because then 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 what you strip him of that? What does he yeah. what does he go back to? And um, I, I believe the LBGTQ community, I don't know the exact organization, I think reached out and said that they would sit with the baby and just inform which, him, and which I thought they handled that beautifully. Absolutely. And they said, hey, what you said was very hurtful to us. Yeah. Let us teach you exactly what is going on mm-hmm. with within those stereotypes of HIV mm-hmm. and why that's a very problematic thing towards our community, which I thought was the most beautiful way to handle that. And I Absolutely. think there's a, a, a better way to even to tie in what you're saying with the street code shit into the music business should be moved in the same way to some degree mm-hmm. of, hey, we probably need to teach certain people that come from environments how to move once they get into middle America society. Yeah. And I'm not saying to adapt. Uh, shit, what's, what's the J-line in, in Blueprint? Uh, Beans, I'm not trying to change you. Just trying to get you some game. Trying mm-hmm. to show you how to go from the streets to fame. Like, no one's trying to change. No one says you have to move this way. Yeah, no. Off because just, this is what middle America wants. So you shouldn't have your opinions <laughs> that view. But it's just certain things you probably wasn't given that you would need to know. Which exactly. I think we all have especially absolutely. in our 20s absolutely but shit if you put a microphone if we started this podcast when i was 18 uh, we wouldn't be here at 31 i promise you yeah that. exactly it, it's, it's it's you know it's it's unfortunate would have said some dumb shit i would have right. said some really ignorant shit i would have said some views absolutely. that probably weren't the most progressive mm-hmm. but again you know i i just think that we're too uh we have a lot to fix in our culture you know I, we have a lot to fix and it disappoints me when i see the 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 elder statesmen and the older generation in our culture not being a good example or not setting the right tone in our culture yeah. like that bothers me because it's like you've seen more than i've seen you've been through more and you you know you you've lived through different eras and so you know how to move you know you, well you should know how to move you should know how to conduct yourself and it's unfortunate when we have, you know, elder statesmen just not moving the right way and not doing the right things, because what 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 example is it setting for the younger generation? Because, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, these young kids, they these young dudes be wilding it. No, older dudes be wilding, too. Older dudes be doing dumb shit, too. Older dudes be saying Absolutely. dumb shit, too. So it's kind of like, you know, it's we just have to get I think that we don't spend enough time on one page. And yeah. we don't spend enough time communicating with each other. And maybe some of those doors are not open because of, again, our upbringing and the, you know, the environment we come from. We're not quick to let people in to our space and give access to ourselves to people that we don't know like that. But I think in hip hop culture, it's all one culture. We all represent one culture. I think that we need to do a lot more time communicating and, and having honest conversations with each other and stop being so quick to, you know, bump heads and, and go to war and all of this. It's like we've learned we've lost too many people. We've lost too many prominent figures. We've lost too many opportunities to push our culture forward. 
And I think that we know we need to do something now more than ever. We have the tools, we have the information, we have the technology, we have the capital. We have so many things now that, you know, it would be us. It would be almost dumb of us to continue to do things and put energy out there. That's going to keep bringing our culture backwards instead of moving us forward. Yeah. And the fact you just said the technology part, nobody got to even meet for a weekend. Get on a Zoom. That that's it. <laughs> we don't even have to be in the same room, but we do need to have the same conversation with each other. Yeah. I think I think that more importantly needs to happen. You know, somebody needs to set something up to where we just all sit down and, you know, we communicate with each other and we talk to each other. We talk about what's going on. We ask for help in certain areas. You know, what I mean, that's another thing. A lot of us have information and can help each other and we don't. You know, what yeah. I mean, it's almost like you don't, you don't want to help somebody, you know, put somebody in a, in a, in a position because you feel like. It, it will put them in a better position than yourself. I never understood that. Like I'm, I'm all about if I can help you, and I think you're a good person, and you're gonna do right, and you're gonna, you know, do the right thing with the opportunity. Even if it's nothing in it for me, most of the times it's nothing in it for me. Mm. That doesn't mean that I don't recognize that yo, this is gonna be great for you. Yeah, like you go here, you do that, and it's like in our culture, we so you know we want to hold hide our hand and not help each other and not push each other forward, and it's like it's it's just. It's just unfortunate, man. It's a lot of things I sit back and I look at and I, I, I don't speak on a lot of things because, you know, sometimes even now, that's another thing. We we scared to speak on things because we might be canceled or people might not fuck with us or people yeah. might be mad at us. And it's like, no, if you feel a type of way and you feel like something is wrong and you feel like we need to fix something and we need to change some things, speak on it. Bring that shit to the forefront. Change some shit. Like, don't be afraid to make positive change. Like, it's nothing wrong. That's some cool shit. Making positive change is cool. Advancing the culture is cool. Helping each other out is cool. That's cool shit. Like, I love to see if I put somebody on to something or put them in a position where, you know, and they, they do good with that position and they, they they take it a step further. That makes me feel good. I'm like, yo, that's dope. You know what I mean? Like, you you took your opportunity and you made good on it. You you ran with it. Like you you made the best of it. Like that to me, that's uplifting. That's like I don't. It's not about a money thing. Yeah, I, I just feel like outside of you saying with when people ask questions, it goes to the cancel shit, or there's the other side of that coin, which turns into the ego bravado mm-hmm. back and forth shit. It's like no, I'm just I'm asking a question. I disagree with what you say. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be this now back and forth. I respond, you respond. Mm-hmm. Becomes an ego thing. Mm-hmm. That's what needs to be stripped from this entire thing. Because mm-hmm. I could even see with what you're saying that's that's so brilliant of somebody really putting together an entire call or weekend or whatever a retreat whatever the fuck you want to call it right. it's gonna go into ego like who the fuck said he he's supposed to be the one that i don't think he's the big homie yeah but i'm gonna move because yeah. of that like it's it's you gotta strip the ego from everything. gotta strip ego gotta strip ego that's, a, that's a, where i think it starts and it's a lot of our culture strip. yeah but a lot strip. of our culture is built on ego too at the same it's okay time. to look vulnerable on camera it's okay to Certain things, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to say, yo, I don't know. It's okay to do things that we have just deemed, I guess, taboo to some degree. Mm-hmm. That's where I think it starts, mm-hmm. stripping all of that. Yeah. Once you remove the ego, it's, 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 it's so much room for uh, a yeah. healthy conversation. Yeah, I agree. And that, that was that was a good good tangent we went on. Yeah. Needed to be said. I, um, especially with everything that's going on right now. Right. <laughs> on to some... Um, some some more cool shit sports. Yeah, a lot's been happening. My Knicks looking all right. Welcome Kimba. Knicks looking all right. Welcome well, Kimba back well, to New York. Welcome back. Welcome, I mean, welcome not back Knicks, to New York. Welcome home. Yeah, welcome home to New York, Kimba. I was very happy to hear that the Knicks uh, signed Kimba, uh, Rice High School alumni, and put yo put a whole billboard for him up on Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah, 
They put Welcome Home Mello and shout out to Mello. I love Mello. Mello lived in Brooklyn for like five days. Yeah. <laughs> That welcome home campaign was the craziest shit. He's from Baltimore. Yeah, like they they had the whole, I ain't gonna lie to you, like the whole, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. I'm like, he left the hospital and went life. to Baltimore. Like, I don't know if Melo ever lived in New York, but you know, we love Melo. She of spent course. a lot of time here in New York. I love Melo. Um, but yeah, Kimba, I'm happy for him. Me too, man. Uh, you know, it's, it's good to see uh uh one of New York, real, like real, real New York own uh back in the garden. Uh, and the Knicks look like they're making some really good moves, man. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Shout out to Julius. He signed a major, major deal. Well fucking deserved. Yeah, he he deserved it. Shout out to Jules. Um, Who else? I've been Uh, seeing his jerseys everywhere in the city, too. Jules? It'd be like little shit that makes me happy about New York City basketball. Well, he deserves it, man. Julius had a great year. Um, I know know he personally wasn't happy with his postseason performance and his playoff performance, but... um, you know, he he's a hard worker. He's a hard worker. I think that um him and Kimba are gonna be amazing for the city. Yeah. I think they're gonna do some amazing things this year. They got a nice team around them. I like the Evan Fournier pickup. Love keeping D Rose. Oh yeah, D Rose. I forgot that the Knicks gave him another. That's yeah. that's amazing. That was I thought that that was great when they signed him last year, but to see that they really locked him in for a few more years is great. Uh the Lakers made a lot of moves. <laughs> a lot of moves for the Lakers. <laughs> my that's my team. I'm a Laker fan. Shout out to uh, Russell Westbrook signing a deal with uh, the Lakers. Shout out to uh, my boy Trev. Trev is back in L.A. Um, they got a nice thing going over there, man. The Lakers is they they they're trying to they're trying to go after it. Then they they definitely have the pieces now. I think they a few couple more pieces, couple shooters they need to probably go get. But um, other than that, they they're right there in in the top of the uh, championship conversation. I mean, how many more pieces do you need? <laughs> Well, I get what you're saying. But yeah, like, but when you're talking about championship, oh, you, oh no, of course, it's, yeah, you're drastically different. Yeah, it don't take superstars. It'll take yeah, you got to have certain pieces. A guy that can come in straight shooter. I uh, just hate hearing when people get these fucking AAU super teams where it's like, well, they're yeah, missing a piece. Listen, I'm like, man, I, what piece they missing? Yeah, <laughs> I'm listen. I'm on. I'm, I'm on you. I'm, I'm on that too. I don't. I hate the the stack team super team thing. Uh, it's the era. But it's just it's what we gonna do, man. That's just what it is now. I can't. I'm, I don't want to stop watching basketball, but it's just it is what it is. Um, it'll be the first year I'm, I'm rooting for the Lakers just because of uh, Melo. Yeah, Melo. I forgot Melo. Jesus Christ! The, the first, How could I forget Melo? Melo's a Laker now. Um, I, I, Russ is still one of my favorite players in the league. I want to see him get a ring. Um, Trev is, is family. I want. I would love to see him get another ring. Um, yeah, man. Shout out to the Lakers. Uh, and shout out to uh, D- Dennis Schroeder, man. I, well, prayers first of all to Dennis Schroeder, man. I let me just say, um, I don't know what he was thinking when he turned down uh, eighty four million from the Lakers. I mean, making twenty million a year to 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 live in California, Los Angeles. Is like a dream come true. I don't know why he would turn that down. So he turned down eighty four million to live in sunny California to then only accept fourteen days later five point nine million to be in cold Boston. Now listen, I understand betting on yourself. I understand you know knowing your worth. I understand all of that. I don't think anybody understands that more than you and I at this point. (laughs) But what I will tell you is. I am not turning out $84 million to live in California. I don't give a fuck what anybody of my homeboys say. Nah, you he worth. Could, he could have kept the accounting. <laughs> yeah, like you keep all the fucking accounting. You, Wait, you 84 put, to go to LA? Yo, 84 come on, to live in Los Angeles, California? <laughs> do you know what $84 million can do in California? Are you oh, kidding me? That's and funny. now you're taking $5.9 million to be in freezing cold Boston. I mean, 
Dennis Schroeder, I think you're a solid pro. I think you, Man. you know, you're a great player. It's a lot I mean, of Irish culture. Yeah, like it's it, but it, it you can't you cannot turn down eighty four million dollars. We've had some fun in Boston. I've had and we've had some fun in LA. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. I like I love Boston. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. I, I love like Boston. Boston too. I like Boston. I like Boston. Boston's but if we're a great saying city. Boston and LA, get Boston the fuck away from me. It doesn't even compare. It's not even close. You turn that $84 million to take $5 million to go to I Boston. I hope he's right. It's a one year deal. It's a one year deal. I hope he's right. It could be the right deal. Listen, man, Dennis Schroeder, I don't know if you'll ever hear this. I hope you do. But I'm rooting for you only because it there has to be a silver lining in this story. I don't want to believe that the the your career will come down to you turning turning down eighty four million dollars in L.A. and only accepting five million dollars in Boston. I hope this is not the end. I hope that you're betting on yourself and you know you know your game and your ability more than anybody else does. No analyst, no fucking coach. You know your ability. You know your potential. I'm rooting for you. But goddamn, turn it down $84 million in California. I've never Jesus seen that, $84 Christ. million. $84 million. See, you know what they need to start doing in the negotiations? They really need to start putting Magic Johnson's contract on the board. I think every agent, and shout out to my guy Rich Paul, but I think every agent needs to sit their players down and show them what Magic Johnson took. He took $25 million for 25 years. And now he owns. He made a million dollars a year. Now he owns Los Angeles. None of you niggas is better than Magic he Johnson. Knows, <laughs> he could maybe own Boston after this. Yeah. But then again, Boston. But if Magic is willing to take a deal like that, and a large part of that deal was because, well, at that time it was the the largest deal in I think sports history. Mm. But more importantly, Magic wanted to stay in L.A. Yeah. That was, that was the thing. Home. It was like, yeah, I'm staying here. I'm not leaving. Here. Dennis Schroeder should have taken the same approach. I'm staying here. I'm not leaving here. I'm, I'm with LeBron. I'm with AD. Where are you going to go? You have two of the best players of their time, of their position, arguably ever. I, I could also see You have too. a ring. You want a, the, the ring in the bubble with these guys. Where are you going? But I could see. What I can mean, you see, Rory? $84 million? I can see it. I'm just trying to somehow look at the other side. Now you with everybody. Let me go shine and be my own man over here. I don't That's, know. Listen, man. Listen. I you understand. with the stack team. Like, let me go. I, I get Take it. this five million and then figure it out from there. Yeah, but now you That's got a, this is somebody that 80, 84 million. I'm not saying I would say listen, no to that. I would have signed that contract so fast. I might have signed a hole through the contract. They have they might have to bring a new contract in the room. Eighty four million dollars to live in Los Angeles. Come on, man. What are we talking? And I'm with LeBron. It's like the, life is life is great right now. So now again, prayers are in the shoulder. I'm praying for you. I'm rooting for you. I want you to have an amazing year. I want you to get a max contract next year. But goddamn, turning down $84 million to live in LA is fucking insane. I, I hope we're wrong. I hope we're wrong too. Well, it, it could be the right choice. Yeah. Um, but maybe it's because of distractions until he goes to Boston and finds out what Verdean women are. <sighs> listen, I mean, uh, <laughs> he might be distracted. Yeah. I listen, he might be. Like I said, I'm hoping something good comes out of this. We'll listen, see. If I'm going to, all right, see, if I'm going to choose between Highlight Room and Verdean women, Oh, Cape going Cape Verdean with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again, that eighty-four whispering in your ear. But five will stretch with some Cape Verdean women because you know what's going to happen that- <laughs> in Boston. <laughs> I go to Dorchester with five mil. I'm going crazy. <laughs> eighty-four doesn't even do shit in LA. <laughs> you are sick, man. But you know what that I would do? Stretch crazy in Boston. <laughs> you know what I would do now as a player this year? All I'm doing, if I'm Garden Schroeder. Yes, I'm just walking up to him whispering, 84? <laughs> <laughs>
You t- That's funny. 84. I'm just screaming 84. You got 84 for me to foul you right now. 80, you turned out 84. Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, prayers to Dennis Schroeder. I'm rooting for him. Uh, Luka Doncic. I knew uh, Dallas was going to max him out. Well, I mean, yeah, that went without saying. That was a no-brainer. Shout out to him. Uh, Kawhi Leonard just got uh, a, a super a super contract from the Clippers. I saw that coming, too. He, he, yeah. wanted, he wanted to be home. He's not going nowhere. Let's see what I'm saying. Guys, just get it. I'm he's, not, from, he's from LA. He's from, he's from Cali. I get it. Yeah. But, you know, it's just still like I'm not going nowhere. Um, shout out to Kawhi Leonard. Uh, yeah, man. And shout out to everybody, all the other free agents that are signing big deals and that are staying in their current cities. Or even if they're on the move, uh, Shout out to all the rookies. I'm seeing a lot of good games in the summer league. A lot of rookies look good. Shout out to Jalen Green. I like him a lot. I'm with you. Um, uh, I think uh, new music coming out today. I know Fat Joe and DJ Drama have something mm-hmm, coming out. Mm-hmm. Executive produced by uh, Cool and Dre. Mm-hmm. The album cover looks like the menu at last lap. Mm-hmm. I want to know who designed it because mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing. Um, but I'm excited. Fat Joe, Summertime. Mm-hmm. One of the best beat pickers ever with Cool and Dre, right. with drama. I, I don't doubt this shit will be great. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Uh, rest in peace, Chucky Thompson. Rest in peace, Chucky Thompson, man. Wow. Fuck Musical legend. Musical legend, icon. Legend. Yeah. Yeah. Member of the Hitman. Mm-hmm. Um, just go through all the Bad Boys catalog mm-hmm. if you want to know who Chucky Thompson is. Yeah. Um, so prayers to his family. Prayers to my brother, Guru. Mm-hmm. I know how close um, you were with him. So, so my prayers are, are with with all of you, mm-hmm. Chucky. I, I, there's nothing more to be said, but yeah. that's a fucking legend, super legend, like, man, <laughs> super legend. And I was glad to see a lot of people on social media, um, you know, giving him praises and giving him flowers. You know, hopefully they were giving him these flowers while he was here. But it was just good because I know a lot of people they didn't know who Chucky Thompson was, but they yeah. found out through social media when uh, the news of his passing started to circulate. Um, but yeah, super icon, man. Super icon, Mary J. Blige. I mean, even uh, I'm, I'm glad they were posting a, a lot of those clips from uh, I forgot what documentary that was, where where Mary was giving Chucky his flowers in front of him. Yeah, like, yeah. My life, you helped me tap into my life, right? Right. <laughs> like outside of you just being a beat maker, you're a producer. Like mm-hmm. you really pulled out the greatest Mary album ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I can't say enough about Chucky Thompson, icon. Um, um, pre- yeah, again, prayers to his family. Love to Guru. Yeah, shout out to um, shout out to Dame Lillard too. He said, "No fucking way, I'm going to LA." Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't think Dame is leaving Portland. I always no. He oh. said somebody somebody tweeted, "Uh, I bet whatever money that before the uh, off season's over, Lillard will be in um LA." And he retweeted and said, "Bet a million, bet a million. I like it." But then again, if he gets a crazy contract, maybe you could afford betting a million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I never thought about it like that. Uh, Dame's uh, fourth album, different on levels. The Lord allowed. I saw the video. Yeah. D- Yo, listen, man. I I still can't believe Dame raps as well as he does. I, like every time I hear a new record or I hear, it's just like he can really rap. I think he's the best rapper athlete ever. Oh, for sure. I, I it's not even. It's, I don't think it's close. It's not a debate anymore. Like he can. He can. He almost rap, and I know, you know, I, Dame, you know, it's all love, but it, it's, he raps so good, it's almost like if I found out he had a ghostwriter, I wouldn't even be surprised. Like, and that's how good he, he rap. And, he, and I know he doesn't. Yeah. I know he doesn't, but if it was to ever come out that someone is writing these lyrics, it wouldn't, that's how good these lyrics are to me. It's like, yo, it's no way you're this good at basketball and this good at rapping. That's insane to me. 
if the if the world was this is gonna be a weird analogy if the world was high school Dame reminds me of like that annoying dude at your high school like you good at everything yeah like, like you can fam, do come everything. on you doing yeah like not only are you fucking captain of the basketball team <laughs> like, you fucking just annihilated the talent show <laughs> like, yeah, like come on like get so the like, fuck out of here man like who are you and you the quarterback right like, exactly like you exactly. just you were, you were that annoying guy at high school just good at everything shout out to Dame Lillard man yeah. his album dropped I'm excited for the album because I, I like the uh, the video they dropped. Yeah, shout out to Dame. Uh, shout out to Team USA. And I still think Shaq kind of, you know, you a nice rapper, but Shaq got at you. <laughs> I got to keep it honest. I feel you. Shout out to Team USA. Men and women's basketball team won the gold. Yeah, shout out to KD. They was killing KD for a minute uh, when he they lost the first two exhibition games. They were saying. Then KD said, uh, hold, hold my beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to let it be known. Like, fam, listen, man, we was coming off of our season. People were still kind of tired. People, Drastic. You know, yeah, it's like our season just ended two weeks ago. So um, shout out to Team USA men and women's team. Shout out to Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi. I think it's their fifth gold medal. That's Jeez. fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, they was calling KD Captain America. I like that nickname. That was fire. <laughs> I'm with that. Yeah, I like that. I'm with that. You know, KD was balling up. That's, that's um, and shout out to KD too. He signed a max with, with Brooklyn. He'll, he'll be in Brooklyn for at least the next four years. Brooklyn Lakers. Um, and I'm thinking that they'll 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 lock up James and Kyrie as well. Uh, yeah, pretty soon. I see Kyrie staying. I don't know about James. It's gonna be interesting, man. New York, New York basketball is gonna be interesting in for a few years to come, at least, at least the next four years for sure. I mean, I've told you, I've, I've given in, finally given in my Knicks card. I'm still a diehard Knicks fan, but I can root for Brooklyn now. Yeah, I think it's safe. Yeah, I've, I've been treated so poorly. I'm, I'm, so I'm rooting for the Knicks too, man. I want to see Jules and Kemba uh, play really well and uh, make some noise in the playoffs and get out of the first round this year, which I think they have the pieces now. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun year next year for uh New York basketball for sure. Yeah. Um, well shit, I think everything else I have we can save for next episode. Um Yeah, I do want to get into uh next week. Have you uh ever kept up with uh Valuetainment? Am I saying that right? The podcast uh network, my guy Patrick. It's one of my favorite podcasts ever. Valuetainment, yeah. Uh Valuetainment, which which is a, a phenomenal, phenomenal podcast. Um, I don't know Patrick's last name. Patrick uh Bet David. One of my favorite interviewers is trying to get Trump and Obama to come on his podcast to have a conversation. No, and no, I don't think that would ever happen, but okay. He putting up, I think, five million dollars, and I assume that they would put that to a charity of their choice. I I doubt. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know about Trump, but I doubt that they would take that money and pocket it. But we can save it for next week. Okay. I just think it's interesting. And I think Patrick is one of the better interviewers, period. Mm -hmm. I'm not even just talking about podcasts. His podcast is phenomenal and he's just an amazing interviewer. So. Okay. I would like to see it. Listen, he got Sammy the bull. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's harder than getting Trump and uh, Obama. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I would like to see Trump and Obama sit down and talk. I think now that, you know, both of them are out of office, even though I, I do think Trump is planning to run for the next presidency. Um, but I would love to see them sit. Why not? Like, why Why well, do we have to create these things where, you know, they, they're not going to talk? And- well, his, his biggest point of it more so, and again, we'll, we'll get back into this next episode. He was more so saying that the debates are set up for politicians just to say bullshit. Podcasts give you the long form time where you really got to, you got to talk. Yeah, you got to say some shit. Like you can't have your rehearsed, you know, a question's coming. Mm -hmm. So tell us what you think about pro-choice and you have your shit ready to go. Mm -hmm. 
Nah, we're doing the first hour of my questions, second hour of audience questions, and then the third hour of you can ask each other questions. I like it. I think that's how, even if this doesn't happen, yeah, I prefer him to run debates because he's a super intelligent dude. Yeah, I'd rather him run debates on that style once we get down to the two. Right? Mm-hmm. Of course, we can't do that with everything, but yeah, that the how they do debates now is pointless. It's fucking pointless. Yeah, scripted answers and yelling over each other at this point. So right, we'll see what All that's right. at. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll be I, back soon. And everyone have a safe weekend. Safe weekend. Have fun. Be safe. Stream your favorite artists. Listen to some music. If you're in the Northeast, hide because it's hot as fuck. Yeah, it's hot. It's going to be hot this weekend. Um, I think we should take a trip soon. Like a I'm pod. With, we should do a pod like on a, a crazy ass location soon. I'm with a pod trip. Yeah, do a pod trip just to uh kind of change the energy a little bit. Yeah, I'm definitely with that. Do that shit on a cruise. <laughs> Some shit like that. Just some different That would be shit. super yeah. funny. Some shit like that. Um, Parted with carnival cruises and yeah. just people watch on mic. <laughs> just watch people go to the buffet all day. Like, look at this one. He's back. Yeah. <laughs> it's fourth meal. It's noon. Like, look, <laughs> I look at this guy. Look at this guy. He's back. <laughs> he shouldn't go in the pool. Hour, digest. Wait an hour before you go in the pool. <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. We'll be back next week. Y'all be safe. Have fun. Stay blessed. That's the ginger beard, man. I'm all. Peace. No, we are not.